You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610 Sports KC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Well, it's a final from Arrowhead. Uh, another day, another record, and the Chiefs win. Over the San Francisco 49ers, final score 35-27 down at Arrowhead. And this, or 38-27, excuse me, 38-27. This was a game that was dominated by the Kansas City Chiefs early, but then San Francisco came clawing back in the second half. We want to hear from you at 576-7610. This is your uh, your chance to shine. This is your postgame show, 576-7610. You can also text in to 69306 or on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride, hashtag AP610. Uh, Pete Swinney, what happened in that second half that got fans very, very nervous? The defense didn't step on the Niners' throat, really. <laughs> I mean, they just left the 49ers back in the game. I I, I had said at half, I mean, you got to be really happy with what was going on when you go into the halftime locker room, as the Chiefs did. But in the second half, I wanted to see this team go out there and almost put an exclamation point on the 49ers in the third quarter. And it got a little interesting, probably a little bit too interesting for Chiefs fans. I mean, this isn't a, a team that has a history of going in and you're sure they're going to win a game, especially these big games. Not that today's a big game, but especially these big games. And you're super confident that they're not going to blow it. Like you probably, if you're a Chiefs fan, had those feelings of the Titans game kind of rolling back into your system a little bit towards the end there. And, it, and it, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is, I think, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Are you happy with that way the defense played? Probably not, especially in the second half, but you got to be thrilled with what Patrick Mahomes is continuing uh, to be able to do. 13 touchdowns now through four games, sets another record. All he does is set records, and I I think about this kid, so much hype surrounding him, and and a lot of people were saying, how could he ever live up to this hype? Not only has he lived up to it, he's exceeded this ridiculous hype at least through three games. I had absolutely no clue that he was capable of doing this so fast. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure that there would be some rough stretches early. And today wasn't perfect. He actually threw his three touchdown passes in the second quarter, and the rest of the game was kind of, it was fine. It wasn't everything we've expected of him to this point. But so explosive in that second quarter, and, and just a phenomenal start to Patrick Mahomes' career. 13 touchdown passes, an NFL record for the first three games of the season. Zero picks. Zero picks. That's incredible because it's the NFL and balls get popped up in the air, a deflection here. Zero interceptions for this guy. Are you a gunslinger if you don't turn the ball over? I have no idea. Is that even allowed? I have to look up the definition of gunslinger. That's a a really good question. All right, 576-7610. Get your thoughts on this one. Uh, As the Chiefs improve to 3-0, they get an extra day off as they'll have the Monday nighter next week in Denver. But let's talk about this one. What would you see? If you're leaving Arrowhead, give us your thoughts. 
I'd love to know from people who left Arrowhead Stadium or who are at the stadium today, how loud was it when Pat Mahomes and this team got introduced in the onset? Because I saw some video, and and all I heard was noise. (laughs) All I heard was just people screaming and yelling. Let's go to our man, uh, Dan and Casey K for his stuff. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, Mike. Hi, Pete. It was a great first half by Mahomes. But in the second half, the Chiefs got to learn, you know, just uh, put him away here in the third quarter. It got a little too close. But, hey, when that last drive, when they gave the cream on that ran out the clock, that's all I'd like to see. We're one game up. Let's take care. The Broncos go two games up on the AFC West. Take care, guys. Later. You are the man, Dan. Love it when you call. They did run that clock out the way you wanted to see. That was big-time stuff. Yeah, and uh, and thanks to the San Francisco 49ers for helping the Chiefs run the clock out, too, in the second (laughs) half, too. Because, you know, you kind of look at how um, this defense is structured. You're not going to – you shouldn't expect this defense to to be one that's going to step on their throats. I don't see that as being possible moving forward. I think this defense is there to – Short, just kind of just play soft coverage in the second half when they're up that much. They're just going to let the clock run out. Five seven six seven six ten out to Anaheim. Our boy Reggie is on the line. What's up, Reggie? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How yep. y'all doing? All right, all right. Dope. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, we I think we know what we can expect from the offense. I mean, definitely great first half. Um, it seemed like they uh, they got slowed down a little bit in the second half. But you know, my my biggest issue, and and I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir on this. It's like I don't expect the defense to really cover people well, but like when you're missing tackles and you're firmly in position um, and you're just letting the guy run right through your arms like three or four defenders in a row, I mean, like that's the type, that's the type of stuff that we can't really uh, use when we're trying to get to a Super Bowl. Like I think, you know, the defense will take us as far as it can because I think the offense will be outstanding every week. But, you know, if the defense can't, you know, just make tackles at the very least, I think we're going to have a, a big issue. So, um, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, hopefully we can get this uh, cleaned up by next week, man. Hey, Brad's always good to hear from you, Reggie. Appreciate it. When it gets cold, you have to be able to wrap up. When it gets cold and the weather turns, when you have to go to cold weather places or in Kansas City, you have to wrap up. You also have to be able to figure out what you're going to do when the ball is slippery, when the ball is hard. And, Pete, when you can't. I mean, weather will will turn the tide on this team a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it. You you would think that there's going to be a game in which the defense n- not being able to stop the opponent is going to cost the Chiefs a game, and then you wonder, okay, well, when is the offense going to not be able to produce the amount of points they've been producing week in week out through three weeks here? But then you look at Mahomes and and this <laughs> offense, and you and you wonder they might have that leeway most of the year. It doesn't look like they're at least yet. And, and again, I, I, I go back to last year when the Chiefs were rolling through five weeks and then hit a large speed bump, and they weren't the same for another five weeks, it seemed like to me. But yet, like so far, the defense probably has like 30-ish points to work with. So if you can just play good <laughs> enough within like the 20s, you probably have a winning record this year. I do think tackling is probably one of the biggest issues for this team in general, though. Yeah. That is probably, a, and it's such a fixable issue, too. These guys, they're professionals. They they practice, they drill this all the time. But you see, you know, Ron Parker was just reckless a couple times. He wasn't wrapping up. There's a couple opportunities he missed. You know, just, just bouncing off, dude, because he's not wrapping up. And it's not just Ron. It's 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 all levels of the defense are struggling to to tackle, and that's such a fixable issue. Five seven six seven six ten. By the way, cold weather cities they have to travel to. Once we get into November, they go to Cleveland on November fourth to deal with Baker Mania. 
There's a road game at Los Angeles. That's not so bad. There's a road game at Oakland. It's never nice in Oakland. Doesn't matter what time of the year it is. And they have a road game two days before Christmas at Seattle. Weather could be nasty up in Seattle uh, in late December. And, of course, the weather here is so unpredictable when we get to that point as well. Right back to the phone. Steve and Olathe, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? Yo. Listen, I, I got to respond to Reggie from Anaheim, man. He's always the, the clouds over the rays of sunshine. Let me tell you, I feel like I know what the New England Patriots feel like now. I went into that game thinking – we are never going to lose. We are never. There is almost no situation, like you mentioned before, except for weather or for some sort of weird conditions, where we are going to lose a football game. The NFL wants ratings. They're desperate to get the numbers back up. They made the defensive rules so that we are going to win every single game. You cannot. We can get guys from the Canadian Football League to replace uh, these injured guys on defense. It just doesn't matter. And all we do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> I don't know if I can say all they're going to do is win. And by the way, I did misspeak. That game against the Rams is in Mexico City, which is even better weather <laughs> than Los <laughs> Angeles. I just don't know if you can say all we're going to do is win. Because eventually, I don't know what it's going to happen. Mahomes will have that three-interception day when they host Jacksonville, who, by the way, lost today 9-6. to six. Nine six, they lost. Must have been a fun game to watch, uh, especially when you start Blake Bortles against. Well, never mind. Uh, but yeah, when when you are, when you when you play Jacksonville, or you go to New England. They're going to dial things up. Mahomes hasn't exactly seen. But then again, Pete, I thought San Francisco was going to give the kids some fits. I look at this schedule. You know, the first half of the Chiefs' season, it was daunting ahead of it. So you you have the Chargers. You have at Pittsburgh, Chiefs haven't been able to win there in quite a few years now. You have San Francisco, and now an upcoming Denver, Jacksonville, New England. I looked at those first six games. I said, you know what? If you get out of those games three and three, and you have ten games left to play, you're probably in pretty good shape. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be sad about a three and three record through that daunting beginning of your schedule. Now you're you're sitting here through three games, and that's clinched. Now you're playing almost with house money. I think as the schedule goes on, these are these are going to be three tough games. I understand Jacksonville lost today. They're still. A great defense. Denver at Denver is always a tough game. And then you have Sunday Night Football. If you can manage to get out of those two and go into New England 5-0, and I mean, there you have a game, as we're kind of looking at as the schedule builds, of if you can somehow beat New England and get through this gauntlet 6-0, and if that's even a possible thing, you're looking at you're the team to beat in the AFC, and I don't think that's a question. 5-7-6-7-6-10. Steve, appreciate the optimism, as always. Carl in Independence, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Carl, your Chiefs are 3-0. and yeah, I know. Uh, everybody keeps saying that maybe Pat Mahomes is going to have that three-pick game, but I really don't think he is. Well, I guarantee you there will be a game in Pat Mahomes' career where he will throw three interceptions. I guarantee it to you, Carl. You can hold it to me till the end of his career, but he will. I'll take that bet. But in this first <laughs> season, I mean, I think, I mean, you, you got a bunch of guys. I mean, you got Bruce, Bruce Arians saying that Pat Mahomes is one of the smartest quarterbacks he's ever even met. I mean, he might have a few picks, but I don't think he's going to have a detrimental fall-apart game. I See, and I hope you're right for, for Chiefs fans' sake, Carl. And thank you for the phone call, man. We really appreciate it. Am I nuts to say it, or do you agree with Carl, guys, that, that Mah- Pat Mahomes will have a bad game? Mahomes, in a way, has found uh, a way to beat the system of the NFL, and him himself, meaning 
a player of his caliber, an article came out from Therese Paler this week that the Chiefs would have taken him number one overall. So if you think about that, who who is usually getting these players number one overall? It's the worst teams in the National Football League. So here you have Patrick Mahomes of a team that was supposed to pick, what, 18th? They, tra- they go all the way up, 18 picks to number 10, 28th, I'm sorry. They go all the way up, 18 picks to go get this guy. So instead of him having one of this, these top 10 pick picks offenses around him, what he had is already an established system. So you look at all these quarterbacks that struggle when they get in the league and they're really good college quarterbacks. It's because the team around them is bad. He hit the jackpot. He hit the lottery. He got in a team that has the number one tight end, maybe the number one receiver. We'll see how Tyreek Hill does the rest of the year. They add a piece like Sammy Watkins. The offensive line was fortified except for the one position in left, left guard Cam Irving, who has surprised me over the past few weeks. So it almost was like, okay, you have all this talent. Oh, and by the way, here's this cheat code that really no other quarterback of your caliber gets entering the National Football League. And what you're seeing are historical re- results. 13 touchdowns through three games. No picks. No 13 picks. touchdowns, no picks whatsoever. He, he hasn't there, – there hasn't been a quarterback dropped in as good of a situation as Patrick Mahomes has been in. And you're seeing the manifestation of that in the first three weeks of the season. And Andy Reid's done such a phenomenal job of, of managing and navigating the situations that he's dropping Patrick into. Like, that's another piece of this. you got to give Andy Reid credit because he's doing a lot to control – trying to control games a little bit here. Um, and, and to this point, we haven't seen any, any major turnovers or major issues. Pete Sweeney and Kent Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wickett. I want to remind you that you're listening to the 7-3 Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show on 610 AM KCSP Kansas City, KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. Right back to the phones, 576-7610. Fred and OP, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, awesome game. Yeah. The reason I'm calling in is I want to praise the Chiefs in my opinion, improving the problem that I've called in for 10 years complaining about. And I also want to praise uh, Tyreek Hill for the same reason. Okay. I called in when we lost to the Titans, and I asked, who did you expect to make that third and goal, third and short clutch catch after Kelsey was knocked out of the game? And then you guys brought up Hill. And I said, look, he's the cheetah. He's the fastest man in the NFL. He does his job, and he does it damn good. It's not a complaint on him. And so my point was that we needed a true number one receiver, so the Chiefs brought in Sammy, and then Tyreek has worked his tail off from what all the announcers on these uh, games have said, and clearly he's turned himself into a clutch receiver And my point is, I use the analogy of play-action pass. That works because a running game is working is how that opens up. And that's what they talked about all game is how is any defense going to stop a Tyreek, a Sammy, a Kelsey, and that opens the door for Hunt and the other tight end. So I'm just saying it's a huge improvement having that big number of people now instead of just all these years gonzalez all these years kelsey and it's amazing what tyreek has done hey great phone call fred we really appreciate you getting in and don't be a stranger we look forward to calling you you calling next time dude has worked in his couple of years in the nfl to become a complete receiver 
Yeah, he was close last year. People forget. He, I mean, he finished top 10 last year, number seven in receiving yards. And all he did this year in the offseason was work on his route running to produce some of the results you're seeing now. He's starting to make one catch a week where you go to yourself. Wow. I don't know how many, you know, it's kind of those Mahomes moments that you're getting with the quarterback. That jump ball today you say, was crazy. I don't know how many receivers, I don't care how tall you are. What is Tyreek, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, I don't care how tall you are. I don't know how many receivers are making that catch. Almost triple coverage. You saw Ta- Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Tyreek Hill all make abnormal plays today. Tyreek on that 42-yard touchdown, or the 42-yard catch. Uh, Travis Kelsey with the one-handed grab on third down. And then Sammy Watkins finishing that slant for a touchdown. That's why these guys are here. You have paired the rare talents of Patrick Mahomes with the rare talents of offensive weapons that can do more with with uh, more than most people can. By the way, someone's still going to have to convince me how the Bears traded so much to move up to get Mitch Trubisky. What did they see in that kid that they didn't see in Patrick Mahomes? It's a, it was the it was less risky. I think Mahomes was was a more was more risky, and some people in the early parts of the draft weren't willing to stake their reputation on a guy that had to be developed. And Andy Reid was the perfect person to to groom Mahomes, and this is what happens. For what it's worth, too, whenever they talk about why Mahomes is succeeding so early, it is a constant theme, no matter who you talk to in that locker room or anyone that has been around Mahomes, of just how professional that Alex Smith was. Alex Smith being here and not being a jerk and refusing to help Mahomes along the way because he has another two years on his contract, but instead opening his arms, teaching him how to be a professional. Mahomes will tell you about that. Alex, I'm sorry, Andy Reid will tell you about that. And I think it made a big difference in Mahomes being ready from jump this season because if he does act like a Ben Roethlisberger or maybe a Brett Favre acts with Aaron Rodgers and and decides, I'm not going to even talk to this kid or help this kid, maybe he isn't as ready as he is now. Maybe we're not seeing the results that we're seeing now. Let's go to Chester next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Chester? Yeah, sir, the first thing, I'm taking a little time out just to enjoy the reality of 3-0. I'm not looking beyond with Denver on the road. I'm enjoying. See, when difficulties come up in defense, Certain things have to happen where when you rise to the occasion, it builds character. There's game films, there's teachable moments. you got to have something to build confidence over and beyond situations that you might see on this game. There will be times when they'll have their day. When uh, Pat Mahomes uh, had over 300-yard passing yards, the rushing yards are just 57. But Hunt closed out the game. He knocked down the clock, and even the coach had to put a wrap on his shoulder. Nice way to finish it out. This is ours. And he ran on back to the sideline. Little things like that, they'll have their running game. They'll have those situations where, you know, you'll hear more than a few times you hear Houston's name. He, he joined that ball loose when they needed it the most on that time where they were trying to get another score. And I said, well, number 50, I heard his name called, and that ball was joined out. All those little things that took down that clock, there'll be a time where we have time in possession. There'll be a time that we will continue to penetrate and dominate in all phases of the game, offense and defense. But until that time, right now, I'm going to enjoy the sound of education, education in a win this day. Not looking to a projection of an overview down the line, but I'm enjoying this day, this win, three in a row, scoring records offensively, and I'm looking and being expectation for the next game. God bless you. 
Hey, Chester, as always, man, appreciate it. Sean in Joplin, Missouri, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, guys, couple points. 6-0, and probably not. Skandrick, for a half, best corner in football. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, and there's a difference between Bob sensitivity versus Bob sativity. And now there's a difference between the first half and second half of this game. And then there's Post Mahomes this year. He's taken three quarters off, and he still put up the stats that he has. And then the last little thing I'll say is Bitch Trubisky. Hey, we can all thank Matt Nagy for uh, staying true to Kansas City. That's all I got. Sean, thanks, man. Appreciate it. We got Chester with a sermon, and Sean will be here all week. (laughs) Tip your waitress. (laughs) Let's see what Chris has got up in Bonner Springs. What's up, Chris? How you guys doing? All right, all right. Well, I guess I'm the the half, my glass is half full kind. Uh, I was a little worried after, you know, the second half. Guy I was sitting next to you watching the game was like, oh, our defense is playing great. And I was like, well, our defense has played decent in the first half, both games, but it's usually the second half where it just all falls apart. And the 49ers defense started to step up and started slowing us down. So, like, to me, beginning of the season, I honestly was like, you know what, as long as we don't beat ourselves in games and we come close, I'm fine. I, if we do make the playoffs, I'm looking at wild card, and I'm still doing that. Because I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes might have, like, a 3-4 interception game. But I do think there's going to be times where defenses are going to stop our offense, and we're only going to score like 21, 28 points, but our defense is just going to let people run wild on them. And you know, they're going to score 30, 40 points on us. And that, I feel like that's how we're going to lose. And, you know, and also, uh, you know, yeah, basically that, you know. And, and I think it's a good so, point, Chris. I think it's a good point because I think if, 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 let's say, San Francisco – was able to get a hand on Mahomes twice on a third down, or it was able to break a blow up a couple of passes, a break up a couple of passes. I, it, it, that's all it takes. Get off the field twice and then score on this defense. It's a luxury to say, Chris, we're only going to score 28. A lot of teams in the NFL would die to score only 28. But with this defense, you're going to have to score more than 28. Thank you for the phone call. And, Kent, that's the thing. A couple of possessions here and there, a couple of bounces, maybe when that weather does get cold, other teams are going to get off the field, and then that's when the bob sensitivity becomes the bob sensitivity. I mean, I think there's some truth to that, but at the same time, I think the defense was playing the second half to cater to what the realities of that game were. It was a 35-10 to 10 game, and the, the Niners had thirty, a little over 30 yards rushing in the first half, ended with 180, close to 180. They were letting they were they were more intent on stopping the pass than stopping the run. And part of the reason everything looked the way it did was because the Chiefs were more intent on stopping the pass. Yeah, I, I think they, they played to the situation. And, and, yeah, and, that, and I, that's agree okay. with, I agree with that. And it's okay. It's just this is not the kind of defense built to be a a dominant um, performer. You're never going to see them just go and just step on the throats of somebody. They don't have the personnel capable of doing that. So it's going to be like this, and it's going to look a little bit... The optics are going to be bad. From a defensive standpoint of this team, we're kind of burying what is the lead, I think, right now, too. D Ford with the groin injury, because he is playing better than maybe any other player, pass rusher on the team right now. Um, and 
watching here in the Rams game where Marcus Peters can't put weight on his leg. It look, looks like he could be done for the season. Um, Marcus Peters getting escorted off the field. But of speaking of injuries, so D Ford injuries his groin, and the Chiefs are saying he'll have an MRI on Monday. Uh, so to me, you have to see what ends up happening with him because I don't necessarily think that Breland speaks or to know Passanio could come in and be have consistent. Uh, pr- put consistent pressure on a quarterback at this juncture of their young careers. Boy, how glad are we that Breland Speaks is lined up <laughs> to to be the Ken to Swanson starting has been the biggest hater. Hey, Ken Swanson has been the so... biggest Breland Speaks hater since he was drafted. I remember draft night talking to you, Ken, and you said to me they should not have traded up and reached for Breland Speaks, and you've been the only one. And to what for what it's worth. You didn't go back on your word. You were cool about it, and we're kind of seeing that maybe you were correct. They traded up for a day three defensive lineman to make him play an edge and to stand up, and it has been very fruitless so far. Tano Passano has outplayed him to this point, and he's not getting as much run as Breedland Speaks has. By the way, did you see there was a dude in a Justin Houston jersey on the field that made his way into the backfield? Did you see that actually happen today? Twice! Once got to a quarterback and once got to a one-legged Brita who fell down. That was nice to see. It was very encouraging. You know, uh, Matt Lane, uh, at Chief in Carolina, writer for uh, Arrowhead Pride, was kind of talking about you just want Justin Houston to make one impact rush every week and just ho- and like just and hang he your head two. on that. And he had a couple. And he, he played better than he has all season. It's been a rough go for him early. Um, and hopefully they, they might have to lean on him a little bit more here in the next uh, next couple weeks. By the way, that same Matt Lane. His prediction was 38-24. Was it really? Yes, it was. I write down all your guys' predictions on the pregame show, and his was 38-24. Matty so Lane. He was he was doing it right. He's always pretty close. I have to give it to Matt. Matt, so far, is winning the prediction game Oh uh, yeah, as it comes to our head pride so far. I remember week one, he said two-touchdown win. We all laughed at him, and they ran away from the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers, who, uh, by the way, are getting run by the Los Angeles Rams right now. We'll have... If anything comes down about Peters, we'll let you know. But, yeah, like you said, it didn't look real good. We're going to go right back to the phones coming up. We'll hear from Ben. We'll hear from James. We'll hear from Nick. You will hear from Patrick Mahomes, the record-setting quarterback of your undefeated Kansas City Chiefs, the head coach Andy Reid as well. The whole 6'10 team is down in the locker room right now getting all of the audio, so you'll hear from all of your favorite Chiefs coming up. Uh, we'll take more of your phone calls. Feel free. Jump in, 576-7610. You can shoot us a text at 69306 on Twitter, at Arrowhead Pride. Hashtag AP610. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Thirty-eight twenty-seven, the final at Arrowhead. If you are leaving the stadium, give us a call here on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Along with ArrowheadPride.com's Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson, I'm Mike Wickett. 576-7610. Or you can shoot us a text, uh, 69306, on Twitter, at Arrowhead Pride, hashtag AP610. Pat Mahomes, three more touchdowns, 13 through three games. That is a record in the National Football League, breaking uh, Peyton Manning, uh, breaking Peyton Manning's record. Mahomes today, 24 of 38, 314, three scores. He hit Travis Kelsey eight times for 114 yards. Sammy Watkins, five catches, 55 yards, two carries, 20 yards. Can't give me the stat on uh, on Sammy Watkins you just gave it to us during the break. He's pacing for over 1,200 scrimmage yards to this point wow. in three games. That's very, very, uh, very good, especially considering the slow start he had in the preseason. Um, and it's it's really nice to see him being so productive so quick. Tyree Kill, a couple of catches, 51 yards. Uh, not a huge factor today statistically. 
Uh, by the way, Kareem Hunt, 18 carries for 44 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. On the other side, Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 of 30 for 251, two scores more importantly. He may have busted his ACL. We don't know that. There's nothing confirmed. But it looks like, Pete, he, along with some others, big injuries today. Yeah, a little bit of speculation when it comes to injuries. Garoppolo uh, feared his ACL. Richard Sherman in the same game. There's concern about his left calf. Apparently, he left the locker room in a walking boot. You, of course, have D Ford with the groin injury. We already touched upon Marcus Peters, the former chief. Uh, couldn't put any weight, it looked like, on one of his legs. So just a lot of these uh, bigger-name players going down. A uh, point on Watkins from Ali Trost, who's working for 610 Sports and is an editor at Arrowhead Pride today. Watkins told me the Chiefs' offensive depth has definitely taken pressure off of him so he can just go out and play his game, knowing that ball is in good hands with the other offensive pieces. So this is something Sammy's been saying since training camp, and I think you're seeing it out there uh, on the field. He could probably be a wide receiver one. Uh, he has the talent to be a wide receiver one in the National Football League, but he's thriving knowing that he doesn't have to be that considering there is Tyree Kill. There is Travis Kelsey, who's basically another receiver on the field. Well, and this is why I think this is why Sammy Watkins is here, because you you are creating a very obvious pick your poison kind of situation with the three guys that they have uh, on the field at any given time uh, to go with Kareem Hunt. I mean, this is, you know, it, you talk about it on paper. We spend all offseason talking about looking at this offense on paper and then seeing what it actually looks like is just a completely different thing. And. Um, a lot of guys are are thriving, and it uh, doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. We'll hear from Pat Mahomes. We'll hear from Andy Reid. Right now, we want to hear from you at 576-7610. Ben in Kansas City has been hanging on. We appreciate it. Ben, go ahead. Hey, I just had a take on uh, Patty Mahomes. I mean, I don't know if you guys heard the interview with Brett Favre earlier this week, but when you see him scramble, and he's by the red zone, he's 25 yards deep, and he throws that touchdown to Chris Conley, something we haven't had. And then also that I think my Chiefs fans haven't picked up on, he's got the ability to throw that ball like a Tom Brady, like an Eli Manning, into a coverage where he knows that it's probably going to be a uh, defensive pass interference, and he pulls it off. And we haven't had that. I mean, he does the ball 30 yards down the field, gets that pass interference with the ball in the one, and we score a touchdown. And I just want to add, what do you guys are saying about Sammy Watkins? He is going to be stellar come week seven, eight, nine, and ten because we haven't even touched this guy's potential. That's all I want to say. Uh, listen to you guys off the air. Ben, thanks so much for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. The quote he is referring to uh, from Favre earlier this week, Favre said, and I quote, Andy's going to put him in the best position to succeed based on his strengths and weaknesses and the guys around him. Coordinators, when they go in and play Kansas City, they're not just stopping Mahomes. They're an entire cast that's pretty doggone good. It's happening in Andy Reid there. Uh, Favre continues, I think Mahomes' talent is as good as anybody in the league now and has ever played the game. He's going to pose problems to coordinators that I'm not going to say they haven't faced before, but the guys, meaning the coordinators, are creatures of habit. You call your stuff and you expect the guys to execute it to the best of their abilities. So the key line there from Favre is, I think Mahomes' talent is as good as anybody in the league right now and has ever played the game, and we're seeing that. Yeah, it's amazing. His thoughts, he asked about Watkins as well, guys. By the time we get to the middle of the season, how big will he be? You saw him in the red zone today. He was huge. Well, uh, yeah, and he, he's making this offense that much more efficient. I mean, he, Sammy Watkins scored a touchdown on a slant that he he carried a guy into the end zone. He worked through contact, and we've seen that a few times um, this this season already is that, you know, he's tough to bring down. He's a, He's physical. 
He's balanced, and uh, he's got the potential to get yards after the catch the same way you know Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are. This is this is this is shaping up to be an incredibly terrifying unit that could sustain it for an entire season. Five seven six seven six ten. Let's go right back to the phones. Nick, you're on six ten Sports Radio. What's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going, guys? All right, all right. Um, I just wanted to mention uh, the first half defense. We were doing great at uh, holding just about everything. We've got a couple run plays past this. Uh, maybe a quick couple dump offs. Um, but it, it was great in the first half how we held them. Um, I was curious if uh, – how do you guys think when Eric Barry returns, do you think that we could possibly hold that to a whole game? Um, if, if we can possibly sustain – uh, holding the offense to low scoring during an entire game. I Here's the thing, and you guys watch Eric Berry a heck of a lot more than I did in camp. Eric Berry's not the old Eric Berry when he gets back to this point, in my opinion. I think Eric Berry's an improvement on what they have, but Pete, when they get Eric Berry back, is it a game changer? You, Does all of a sudden this defense allow 17 points a game? You guys keep saying this W word. When, when, when? Are they getting Eric Berry back? Well, he hasn't practiced in over 40 days. Like, is this one of these scenarios where they they're evaluating evaluating it and then can get to a certain point and say to themselves, you know what, he's just not right this year. Maybe we put him on injured reserve. When he's and and then you see earlier this morning the reports um, out of ESPN that the Chiefs are now suddenly interested in a safety in Earl Thomas. I don't know if Eric Berry's coming back. If he does, is it, is, it, is it safe to assume he's going to play the rest of the year, or will this be a lingering injury? Because I tend to think, based upon him being day-to-day for the past month plus, that this is going to be a lingering injury for the rest of the season. Maybe even the rest of his career. Yeah. And that it's it's nerve wracking. This is kind of feeling like that ominous to uh, what year, whatever year, Justin Houston. There was just so much uncertainty about his injuries and his health throughout the entire year. It's kind of starting to feel like that, where it's just they're they're, they're not addressing it at all, or or just for for fans. I mean, we're not getting an idea of what is happening to Justin Houston. That's a little bit nerve wracking. Nick it, or Eric Berry. Nick, appreciate the call, man. I I wish you would get back, but it, we, we we just don't know yet. Uh, James is listening to us online in Jersey. What's up, James? Hey, how you guys doing? My first time caller. Hey, thanks so much uh, for calling, man. We appreciate it. All right, just watch the Chiefs. Um, uh, you took some of the Eric Berry steam out. I, I appreciate the explanation, but uh, watching them defensively today, I mean, um, you know, sloppy tackling, especially in the second, third quarter and all. Um, and also the blown coverages. I mean, uh, that one to the running back in the first half and um, the uh, one on the 10-yard line, I think, to a good win, the wide receiver. That was, a, that is, was a laughable. If, you, if you, you watch it on TV just like the rest of us did, that was a laughable play, James. You had four guys going the wrong way as Goodwin just crossed and snuck into a, a basically half a football field of wide open space. I know. It's amazing. And, and a defense, as porous as this defense is, they can't afford to give up plays like that where at least let the other team use up some time when they score but uh and i think you know they have problems with the tight end they can't cover the tight end eric murray is you know he just seems to be physically overwhelmed by the tight end half the time and uh the tight end hurts them a lot on, on the uh, defensive side so hopefully when eric berry hopefully does come back because then they're going to be start you know you play a guy like gronkowski and all uh, i don't know if anybody that's going to be able to guard him yeah, so we'll find. We'll, concern. We will find out, man. Hey, thanks so much for the phone call, James. Don't be a last time caller. 
576-7610. Concerns covering the tight end as we move along because they will see Gronk. They will see some other good tight ends. I saw Ken today. I mean, Ken, you you were very, very concerned with Ron Parker. You know, Ron Parker, uh, the team is always constantly praising Ron Parker, but there were some alarming signs today. There was alarming signs, not just with Ron Parker, but I mean, I, I think the concerns about the safety or about covering tight ends too, because, um, you know, they brought in two two guys that would really help against tight ends would be Eric Berry, potentially, depending on what kind of health he he has. Um, what about Dorian O'Daniel? I mean, we've seen some struggles in coverage from the linebacking group so far this season. It's been rough the first three games. Where is Dorian O'Daniel at? This is his kind of role, being able to defend um, tight ends, to play as a, as, a, as a nickel linebacker. Where is he? What? Why? What? What's? What is? What's? What's the reason that he has not gotten any opportunities? It can't get any worse for, at the at the linebacker level than it has been so far. Dorian, if you're listening, call in. We want to just want to know where you are, man. What are you up to? What's up, bro? Again, we're grabbing dinner out. somewhere. At Chipotle. <laughs> you weren't at the game, were you? Are you in the t- the parking lot? <laughs> are you chilling and tailgating with fans right now? Five seven six seven six ten. Let's leave a line open for Dorian O'Daniel. That's we right. Make, right. Right. Make <laughs> sure we. Or set, somebody send him the, the hotline number. Where are we putting up signs soon? <laughs> Let's go to Sean. Back-to-back calls out of Jersey. Sean, thanks for calling, man. Hey, guys. First-time caller. Thank um, you. Big Chiefs fan. Uh, just watching the game today. I mean, I was impressed in the first half, but uh, the second half was just kind of a reflection of last year's playoff loss to the uh, Titans, the way they started running the ball, and just the defensive secondary not able to cover nobody and the defense really not tackling as well. Um, my question is, is uh, is anybody going to tell Bob Sutton to stop running man defense and try to, like, just do zones or something like that? Because obviously the, the secondary cannot cover man, and we're just getting torched out there. And, you know, we're at a point – this team is talented on offense. So I, I don't know when the trade deadline is, but – is there any point that these guys say, listen, we got draft picks. Let's try to trade with a team and, and bring some defensive players in here. It's a good call, Sean. And actually, the rumors are out there. If you missed it, the, the, the Chiefs are rumored to be in conversations with the Seahawks about at least a safety Earl Thomas. But but back to the defensive philosophy. Uh, Craig Stout, defensive analyst for Arrowhead Pride, one of his biggest issues today has been the um, inability uh, to be disciplined in zone coverage, actually. That's one of the biggest struggles that uh, Craig Stout saw today from the defense. So um, I think they're just, they have they have some communication issues. They really do. And and that's going You're to be... You're being very kind when you say that. Yeah, well, I mean, some of it's, some of it's, um, some of it's kind of expected because of all the injuries and the lack of, um, of ability to gel that they had during the preseason because the linebackers, the middle of their defense was, was hurt for most of it. Eric Berry was out and in and out and uh so they're they're still i mean i it looked in the first half like that they had gotten some things shirt up um the third quarter was was absolutely brutal for them though sean Sean, thanks for the phone call man we appreciate you getting in uh don't be a last time caller coming up neil and josh and double j everybody stick right there also straight ahead you're gonna hear from your head coach andy reed his thoughts on getting kareem hunt involved that's straight ahead as we continue on after a big win for the chiefs they're now three and oh after a 38-27 win over the Niners. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio.
What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, two-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. Arrowheadpride.com. 576-7610, the phone number here on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson from ArrowheadPride.com. I'm Mike Wickett. You can also text in 69306 on Twitter at ArrowheadPride. Hashtag AP610. We'll go right back to the phones here in just a quick sec, but I want you to hear from your head coach of the undefeated 3-0 Kansas City Chiefs. He uh, is Andy Reid, obviously, talking about his uh, running back who got into the end zone twice, Kareem Hunt. Well, we won by 11 points, so that's pretty good. I'll take it, two, two scores, and... Um... Uh, I'll take that. Um, so it wasn't not bad, um, and they were driving long fields to get the rest of them. So it was uh, taking time off the clock, and time was important today. Yeah. So you know we we know how good Kareem is, and we have a lot of trust in him, and he'll get you yards, man. I mean that's uh, it's positive yards, and so um, we're always trying to get him going. I, I don't want uh, he's. He's a big part of this offense, and um, and so um, for him to have the two touchdowns, I think is a positive, an absolute positive. Uh, I wish you could see, be down there and see how he handles everything. And he just, he's a beast. He's really, he's something. Yeah, you know, so we've, we've had some big plays. It's hard to drive a long field, so if you're talking 75-yard field, um, and all the touchbacks that we, we had there, kicks out of the end zone, then... Um, you know that's not <clears throat> that's not easy to do with ex- extended drives. That, that's a tougher percentages go way down. So being able to strike is uh, and get big chunks is beneficial. The production is points, and so we, we tried to incorporate that a little bit more than what we than we had been. And then guys are making play, they're breaking tackles and making plays, and and uh, that becomes important there too. That's head coach Andy Reid on his running back. Uh, Kareem Hunt will hear more. Uh, Hunt, by the way, two touchdowns. Got into the end zone twice, part of his 44-carry day. I'm sorry, 44-yard day on 18 carries uh, in the in the win for the Chiefs. We asked in the beginning of the uh, the program, way back in the pregame, guys, I asked both of you, is it time to force-feed Kareem Hunt? 18 carries. I believe that's a season high for him this year. A lot of that, though, came at the very end. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what the split was. I know the game book hasn't been released yet of how many of those carries came when the Chiefs were way up in the second half. I, I feel like Kareem is still, he just isn't the same player on the ground right now as he was last year. I feel like if he were, I mean, this Chiefs offense is really tough to deal with, but if you can somehow get Kareem going to what he was at the beginning of last year, you're going to be pretty dangerous in this league. Well, I think his time's coming. I think over time, um, this offense, you know, later in the season, it's gonna, they're going to need to lean on the run game at some point, and they're going to need to start getting them going. I mean, he was getting some tough yards today. He was sticking his nose in there. There wasn't a ton of space to work. I think the run fits were actually okay from uh, from the Niners today. But, you know, you, you look at him, you look at Spencer Ware. At some point, they're going to lean on those guys to, to grind a game out or two, um, and, and, you know, hopefully it's on a win. Kareem was six. Uh, rushes for 15 yards in the first half, meaning uh, the 12 other rushes. So we had double the amount of rushes in the second half with the Chiefs having a big lead. Well, let's go right back to the phones at 576. 7-6-10, your thoughts on this win? Let's go to Neil and Lone Jack. Neil, thanks for calling. You're on 610 Sports Radio. 
Thanks for taking my call, gentlemen. As always, hey, do me a favor. Turn your radio all the way down, please, Neil. Turn it all the way down. J-Dog, turn it all the way down. Shout out to my boy, J-Dog. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> man, I was anticipating this game probably more than any game in my life, and Patrick did not disappoint. He almost threw one pick, but God bless him. He's got the record still. We need to continue to talk about that all day. Yes, I know we can talk about Houston. We can talk about Kareem and, uh, you know, that's all gravy and stuff. But Patrick is the man. He's the kid. He's a man child. He is. We are going to. I, I really feel like we're going to win at least two Super Bowls with this kid. It, it's an unbelievable. It's a great day to be a Chiefs fan, and I can be happier. Now, having said all that, yes, I agree with you. I, although we were just looking at the numbers, and I guess if you look at the numbers, the defense was more productive today with four sacks, and Justin Houston, his numbers are better, although it really looked to me like he was loafing it a little bit on a couple of plays that were going away from him, and I didn't like seeing that. I'd, I'd really like to see a little more hustle out of that guy trying to get downfield and cause a strip sack from, or a strip fumble from behind or something like that. Um, Kendrick actually had a decent couple of plays today, I thought, but overall I think we are going to see improvement of this defense, slow but sure. Turn it up. Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate the phone call as always, Neil. Five seven six seven six ten. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like there's that much excitement for for fans. I mean, we mockingly said it was Chiefs Lent because you haven't seen this kid throw a pass at Arrowhead in forty some days. Yeah, there, there's there's ways to look at everything in life. You look at this game and you say, okay, I want the the glass half full approach. You're three and zero after three really tough opponents. Patrick Mahomes especially on that play where he was rolling out to his right and had to run away from the pass rush, looked like Brett Favre and looked like he was doing things that other uh, players in the league just can't do. I mean, that that's that could be top three, top one type of quarterback move to get that touchdown. Sammy Watkins is producing. Travis Kelsey still looks like the best tight end in the National Football League. There's plenty to be happy about. And there's also, of course, the glass half empty look where you could say, you know what? We're as good as our offense is, and the future of defense might cost us a game. Your only real pass rushing threat right now could have a terrible injury, and the tackling is is hasn't been as good. So I mean, one half, one side of the football, you seem like you're kind of hitting it on all cylinders. Of course, Kareem could get going if you're really trying to be picky, but the other side is a real problem, and it hasn't cost the Chiefs a game yet. But I keep saying this: if there comes a time where Mahomes is dealing again, like he was today and they score 42 to 50 points, and all of a sudden you have a Jacksonville Jaguars, probably a bad example, a New England Patriots that scores 51, <laughs> that scores 51, people are going to be upset about that. So the defense is a concern, and you have to address that. Well, yeah, for sure. And there's there is there's a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the football. He brought, he brought up Justin Houston. I've not been overly impressed with Justin Houston's body of work for the first three games. Um, it was nice to see him get some production today. Um, he, you know, he was right. There, there's been some. It looks like there might be a little bit of effort issues at times with Justin Houston, more than we've ever seen with him at this point. Um, and and this is the time that the the Chiefs need him to be more than what he's been to this point. Especially if Ford's injury and Ford's in a contract year, he's playing out of his mind right now because guess what? It's a contract year, and he wants to get paid. If he's injured, and now you're dealing with Tano Passanio and Breland Speaks, are they better than Frank Zombo? Yeah. Are they much better than Frank Zombo? Maybe not at this stage of their career. You know what I mean? So that is a concern. I w- I'll be interested to see if if D Ford misses time. Is Breland Speaks the guy that actually gets thrown into the fire, or do they kind of keep him on a snap count and let Tano Passanio take over some of that larger workload? That would be interesting because I could see them. 
I could see them flip-flopping once they really need someone to be there consistently because Tano's been better than Breland speaks at this point. And don't forget, though, and this is always something you have to think about, Tano is a John Dorsey guy, and Breland Speaks was Veach's top pick in the draft. So you hope that doesn't come into it, but if Tano's playing better, you want to see him out there. You're going to hear from D Ford, by the way, coming up in the next seven or eight minutes. We'll play you back what uh, D Ford had to say. But you can jump in, 576-7610, like Double J and KC. Double J, go ahead. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, what's up? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, what a game today. Uh, Mahomes, he had a great game. A game broke the record. Out, outstanding for him. Uh, it's so great to have a uh, it's so great to have a franchise quarterback. Fourth one since Lenny Dawson, baby. Uh, but you can't. You, you just gotta be excited. I mean, this is awesome. The way the offense is playing. I mean, special teams. It's doing pretty solid for the most part. Uh, and our defense. I mean, yeah. They give up a lot of points, but occasionally you see glimpses from them. From you see glimpses of good stuff that they did, like get to the quarterback. Uh, D Ford uh, got to the quarterback today. Uh, that's the key. Got to the quarterback. Uh, I mean, they gave to the quarterback, and it's still a work in progress. But hopefully, they can get get it figured out, and they get over Thomas. If that trade rumor is true, that's huge. That'd be like. What the Warriors did in 2015 when they got uh, Credo and uh, Ben Zobris. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Go Chief. Thank you, Double J. We appreciate it. Batman and Mark. That's what we got on hold. That's where people are at right now, guys. We're going to get to Batman and Mark coming up. Also, straight ahead, D Ford Speaks, Patrick Mahomes Speaks, and you're going to hear it all next. The station for Chiefs news, previews, reviews, and interviews. Our teams, our town. 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City. KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Coming up on Show and Burn. It's a Red Monday and we have our weekend hugs to hand out coming up at 1045. And Bill Moss, the former Pro Bowl defensive lineman for your Kansas City Chiefs, he stops by at 1130. And you know you want to hear from Mama Show at 1030. She breaks down her thoughts of the game. And I promised I told you I was nervous. I was nervous. Everybody's saying the Niners were going to lose. Show and Burn, weekdays at 10 on 610 Sports Radio. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, Mike Wiggin with you here on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Pete, we don't have Mama's show like like the guys on Show and Burn. Show, show's always consistently mean to me. I need to get Mama's show on the line, <laughs> and I have a couple complaints. I, I feel like if you got Mama's show on the line, that would not help your relationship with Ronnie the show. We sh- Mama's show and I should have our own show. Mama sh- <laughs> Sween, Sween and Mama's show. <laughs> Oh, I would so listen to that. You should take one of Ron's hours again, too. Yeah. It's you eat into his time. Therese is taking an hour. You and you and Show's Let mom Therese can take, take an hour. Yeah, Therese can take the 1 o'clock hour. I'll take the 10 a.m. hour, and then that'll leave Show with, what, two uh, two hours or so. Two hours of Show and Vern, and yeah. that's it, but one hour of Pete and Mama Show. And you can take Show off Vern's. Like, Vern can have his own hour, and Show can have his own hour. So then they would each get one hour of radio. Five seven six seven six ten after the game where Pat Mahomes broke Peyton Manning's record for the most touchdown passes thrown in the first three weeks of the season. He spoke with the media. Yeah, I mean, I mean, first off, I mean, the scheme, uh, Coach Reed's been drawing up a lot of really good plays. 
and then just just kind of get the ball out of my hand. I mean, we have so many playmakers around here, and uh, just the offensive line's blocking well. I'm getting the ball out of my hands and getting it to those guys, and they're putting it in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, not not necessarily. Just because I've seen these guys in practice. I mean, these guys that I have at the receiver position can really get open. They, I mean, it's hard for teams to have to play every single one of them. So I know if I get through my reads, there'll be someone open. And I mean, like I like I said, the offensive line's blocking so well that I can kind of sit in the pocket, get through my whole entire read, and then find the open guy. I mean, yeah, my heart my heart was pounding pretty fast. I mean, it really was an awesome experience. I mean, these fans, the passion that they have is unmatched anywhere else in this league. And so just to be able to run out of the tunnel for the first time, I mean, I was dreaming about it all last year, and so I'm glad I finally got to do that. Your first couple years build up a lot of expectation, and so, you know, a lot of focus on you guys today and on you. Did you feel that? Uh, not necessarily, because I know that we can, we're going to keep getting better. We're still leaving a lot out there. And so I know if I just play within my game, uh, that we'll have a lot of success with how the offense line's playing and how the running backs are running the ball and catching and how the receivers are playing. I mean, every game I go in, I know that the defense is going to have some surprise. They're going to try to throw at us. And I know that, I mean, defenses in this league are good. And defense coordinators are going to try to find ways to distract us and keep us from doing what we do. But... I know that is if we run the game plan the right way and we get I get the ball out of my hands into those guys, there's a chance there will be a lot of success. That's quarterback Patrick Mahomes today. He was 24 of 38, 314 passing yards, three touchdowns, broke Peyton Manning's record, 13 touchdown passes in the first three games. No picks, guys. None. His, his voice was extra Muppety today. I was wondering maybe he was using it during the, the game. You heard it? <laughs> Real Muppety. He was, and he was also extremely juiced in that first quarter he really settled in nicely in the second when, quarter but that first quarter was he was all kinds of hyped i think it was the official chief's twitter that tweeted it out but the video of him celebrating the brett Favre type play today where he just was jumping up and down he reminded me of someone that's still in college like he reminded me of a college football player celebrating that particular play i think a lot of chiefs fans were celebrating that same way after that pass. like they were in, like they're still in college like that play was unbelievable i mean there were a couple of plays it seems like every game he does something that makes you go wow like the fastball to kelsey a week ago that that knocked kelsey over or this one today like i mean just un, to, to, he ran 40 yards for what a five yard pass it was the it was the most amazing four yard touchdown pass i've ever seen in my <laughs> life and uh, he looked like he looked like Russell Wilson scrambling and Brett Favre it's, throwing and fitting into a window. It was it was phenomenal. I it, I can't believe it. That's the best play of Patrick Mahomes' uh, three game sample size this year. I really liked Alex Smith. I really did. I thought he was a really above average quarterback, and Kansas City was lucky to have him. But to go from thirty years of not having your own toy to play with and you go from one end of the spectrum where it's quarterback after quarterback and Al Smith was a little different because I think he got you to some success but like just in general when you think of the 30 years of, of the bulk it's just been a lot of misery so you go from one end of the spectrum to probably not only the best quarterback of this year so far but potentially the best quarterback of the next decade in a national football league so you go from one end of the spectrum to the other it's got to be quite a release if you're a Chiefs fan.
Patrick Mahomes is halfway to Alex Smith's 2017 touchdown pass total <laughs> in three games. And there was one year of Alex Smith's tenure where he only scored 15 touchdowns. It was 2016. Thank you for ruining my tweet for next week, Pete. <laughs> uh, with Des Bryant, who has no job right now, uh, the former Cowboy wide receiver has tweeted out Patrick Mahomes for MVP this year, calling it now. I mean, as of three weeks into the season? That's listen, not the most bold claim I've ever heard. But. Listen, Des, step one, get yourself a job <laughs> before we start analyzing. Can he Can he play linebacker? Or or corner? Could he cover a tight end? Honestly, Des Bryant may, would maybe be the second best cornerback on the Chiefs at this point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's go to the phones and talk to Chiefs fans. Hey, if you're leaving Arrowhead, give us a call. Let us know what it was like uh, during the intros when Pat Mahomes and the rest of these guys ran out on the field for the first time this year. What you saw, your reaction to that crazy-ass touchdown pass into the end zone by Mahomes. 576-7610. I don't know why my screen says it, but the Batman is with us. Batman, you're on 610 Sports Radio. It it was so good to see Arrowhead rocking like that again. It's amazing. I'm telling you that the the offense, we got uh, somebody on offense, Patrick Mahomes, playing like Peyton Manning. And I'm telling you that it's going to be very hard for anybody to stop this. I call it the red machine. As far as the defense goes, Justin made a sack. I love that. And Stevie Nelson hit that boy like Steve Atwater. Red machine, red machine. Love you guys. Hey, love you too, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Let's go to Mark, who's listening to us online in Texas. You're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Mark? Hey, thank you guys for having me on. You yeah, got it. I'm from uh, Fort Worth. Got to watch the game. Uh, so grateful for that. Um, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, you know, the offense seems to be pretty consistent at this point. Week three looking good. Defense not so much, uh, particularly when it comes to covering uh, tight ends and running backs. So I kind of wanted to throw this out there just just, uh, just for the sake of it. Uh, what would the thoughts be entertaining an idea, entertaining a trade, uh, for Earl Thomas, maybe Sammy Watkins and draft it, given the weapons oh, they already why, have. Why, why would you want to give up Sammy Watkins? I mean, he's taking $16 million a year. Uh, he's a lot of cap space. And you just you already have so many weapons. You know, I hate to leave. I love the guy. You, you know you have the best offense in the NFL, and he is one of the main factors why, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he definitely is. You could see why tonight or uh, today you saw his run after catch ability. Uh, but, you know, just for the sake of it, would it be a total uh, uh, disappointment if it was to happen? Guys, your thoughts on trading away Sammy Watkins uh, to bring in Earl Thomas? If I'm playing Madden right now, I would maybe do it, but I, I, it's real life. And Sammy Watkins, I think, was brought here for the 2019-2020 season and beyond when the books open up a little bit. The GM likes Sammy Watkins, and he ain't going anywhere. Uh. What I see in this uh, Earl Thomas deal is – Probably it's one of these two second round picks. If you're gonna if you're gonna make the move for a five time all pro, it's gonna have to be for some capital and nothing's more valuable than draft picks. And you have two of them because of the Marcus Peters trade uh in twenty nineteen. So I think you take one of the picks and you say, Okay, let's go get this guy again. Th- there's more to that story because you just wonder at this stage of the game and only the Chiefs really mm-hmm. know and their medical staff only knows what is the deal with Eric Barrett. Because this this news today of them being interested in Earl Thomas and what it would cost because Again, the Chiefs love draft picks too, and being able to having to send the second rounder or whatever it may cost, you're, you're giving up something to get something. So 
Uh, you got to keep that in mind as well. Trading Sammy Watkins right now would lead to a $21 million dead cap hit and uh, $13 million in lost cap for the season. So that's not happening. Um, it also, by the way, caused you to lose your second leading receiver in yeah, terms that, of re- receptions, yardage, and average per catch. I think a second round pick could get you Earl Thomas. I and think a fourth I'd round pick can get you no, Earl Thomas. I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be more than that. And and there's, I think there's a little bit of a market for him too. So it's probably for one year. It's probably a one year deal. What you're like, I mean, you're probably not re- re-signing him. The Chiefs are not capable of re-signing him with Eric Berry's contract looming and and as big as it is for the next five years. But this year, you could have Earl Thomas, maybe Eric Berry, maybe Daniel Sorensen in the mix. You've completely overhauled your safety group. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Mark. Just, I, it, it's just not something they're going to do. Uh, maybe one of those those picks for sure. Uh, but appreciate the phone call. Let's get David up before we hear from D4. David, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Hi, guys. First time caller. Cool. Uh, I just wanted to say the defense, I'm worried just about, you know, as much as anybody. But I think the biggest factor is that the Chiefs only scored three points in the second half. And I always kind of wondered whether that was more Alex Smith or Andy Reid. Because, you know, the same kind of thing happened in the Colts playoff game and the Titans playoff game. But it right now it appears that it's more Andy Reid. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is I, I totally agree with Kent on Breland Speaks. Um, he definitely looks like he's um, not doing well in coverage. Um, <laughs> How kind of you to put it that way. film review. That's a really, play, really good way to say Breland Speaks sucks. Well, I mean, I haven't given up on him. I'm just saying that, you know, Tano Pasnio has at least flashed. You know, I've seen flashes from him. I haven't seen anything from Breland Speaks. I I dis- I completely agree with you. Um, I think I think Tano Pasnio has been better and made more of an impact in limited snaps than Breland Speaks has to this point. And it's going to be, if, if D4 goes down, they're going to have to ask some hard questions. I think they're trying to get Speaks... Um, as many opportunities as they can to help speed up his his progression, his growth. But at some point, you need all hands on deck if you're going to be losing what's been your best pass rusher in D Ford. So um, I hope Tano Pasnio can, can continue to get more opportunities, and I hope if something happens to D Ford that Pasnio is the guy that winds up getting jumped up ahead of Breland Speaks and they stop trying to be stubborn about the guy they traded up into the top 54. Once again, D Ford will be having an MRI on Monday. Andy Reid will tell us tomorrow he doesn't have anything for us, and we'll find out more on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Before we hear from D Ford, I want to remind you, you're listening to 610 AM KCSP Kansas City, KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. Uh, Lines are wide open, 576-7798. That's the wrong phone number. 576-7610. I'm the hall right, normally work. 576-7610. Five seven six seven six ten. I almost. We, we got, should make you give your cell phone now. I, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> go ahead, give me a call. Five seven six seven six ten. Text in six nine three zero six or on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride hashtag AP six ten. Here's D Ford, uh, who got got banged up today. Questions about a groin injury. He spoke to the media after the Chiefs win. Faster and, and Andy said you're healthy. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, man, it feels good. Um, it was a a long road to get back and I'm still getting better um, but just for the, the human being part the, the wellness part you know it was, it's, it's good to be out there healthy and now it's, it's good to get out there and sharpen the iron and get better each week how much are you looking forward to Sunday to finally be back at home oh, I'm really looking forward to 
Uh, it'd be it'd be pretty emotional for me because the last the last home game that I was at, I was you know on the sideline. I was I just got my second back surgery, so to be here now, healthy. Steve Ford earlier this week talking about <laughs> this week's game. Apparently, just healthy a few days ago, and look at what can happen. You know, you, you think you're on cloud nine, and then you go to your game. And there's a groin injury. Although it probably speaks a little bit to what we think about D Ford to not notice that right off the bat because <laughs> you know D Ford has been so optimistic about everything, and it's normally never yeah, close to what Rose. It's normally not the same as what it actually is happening. Obviously, that was an accident, but it, it does serve as a, a good talking point because how many times have we heard D Ford say that he's healthy and he's in the best shape of his life, and then all of a sudden you get to the game. <laughs> And you have a, another injury pop up. So to me, yeah, I mean, obviously that was an accident. But um, for what it's worth, this is the story of D Ford's career. Yep. And I was really enjoying contract year D Ford. It was it was it's been a lot of fun to this wanted, point. I wanted to hear from contract year D Ford. <laughs> I <laughs> did too. Worked, unfortunately, and we didn't have that for you. What we do have for you though, we'll give you some new current audio. Can we confirm this is from Pat Mahomes today? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, this is Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of your Chiefs today. We have to reward you with something. Here's something from your quarterback today, talking to the media. Yeah, uh, I mean, just it speaks to the guys that we have. I mean, it, there's guys in the practice squad that we have that can come out and play. I mean, we just have guys everywhere. We're really deep at every single position. And so knowing that I have those weapons whenever someone else has to get a break, and, and we say, if you're tired, get a break, I know that I can trust in the next guy coming in that he'll make a play. Uh, I mean, Tech, I scrambled a lot, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, I, I actually, I mean, we ran the play. I was getting through my reads, and I, I scrambled to the left, and then I kind of realized everyone else was on the other side of the field, and so I just turned it back around, and we worked scramble drill this entire training camp. And so I mean, those guys kept working for me, and I was through, found Conley in the back of the end zone, and, and he caught it and made a good play. Patrick, um, Andy talked about the team's ability to start fast. Just Was there a point in a particular series when you sensed that you all were going to get into a rhythm and be able to score, say, like Yeah, I mean, every time we hit the field, uh, we, we're planning on scoring a touchdown or, or a field goal. And so that's our mentality every single time we get to the field that's how it's been this entire season and that's how it's going to be going forward yeah i mean it, it's awesome i mean the the different variety of weapons that we have with Tyreek and how fast and hard he runs, and then you get Sammy, and he's basically like a running back when he catches the ball, and then, I mean, Kelsey is another guy that's hard to bring down. I mean, every single person on his team seems like they break tackles, and then they make great catches. I mean, the catch that Kelsey made today, I, I barely saw it. I got, got, got hit on the play, but, I mean, I'm, it was pretty unreal. That was Patrick Mahomes. Again, his 13 touchdowns through three weeks, an NFL record to start the season. He has broken Peyton Manning's record. And he had the world's coolest four-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> he really did. That, that was incredible. I, I'm never going to get over that. I can't believe we waited an hour to talk about that. I, it was. It's just one of those where he started, you're like, uh-oh, this is going to be a busted play. Oh, God, he's running the wrong way. Then he turned back around to his left and started running to his right. 
And to fire that ball yeah. with the speed on it and the accuracy running to his right, like who does that? I can't wait for I can't wait to see that window it, and how tight it was in, from the all twenty two. It's only well, who, who, who do you think about? I mean, Tom Brady doesn't make that play; he's too no. slow. So it's Aaron Rodgers and maybe Russ Wilson. I think I think, I think Drew Brees mm. makes that. Maybe, I don't, makes I don't that know. Throw. I think it's Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Russ Wilson. And even Russell, I don't know. Like maybe it's the accuracy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Russell would have tried to go over the top of everybody. Like, just like, <laughs> like, 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 Pat was just threw it on a laser, and it was like R- the, Russ the would, window was tight. Russ would continue running past <laughs> the line of scrimmage, then go left, right, shake and, everyone. But he yeah. would have redirected a couple more times. Right. Yeah, uh, it always works too because everything always works for Russell Wilson. Everything five seven six seven six ten is the phone number. Uh, we got lines open for you. Let's go to Nate next up in Lenexa. You're on six ten Sports Radio. Hey, he's rolling with my ponies. Man, he's just throwing it all over the yard. There's no dish he cannot serve. He's throwing it. It's wonderful, man. There's no stopping him. There's no way to stop him. With all the weapons, with all of them weapons, there's no way. They can win. Nate, have you ever been this excited to be a Chiefs fan? I've been this excited when Trent Green was here, but not this excited. Liar. <laughs> no, not this excited. This ain't Trent Green. You go to the this... game? Did you go to the game today, Nate? No, I did not go to the game today. But I watched at home, but oh my goodness! Yeah, this, uh, I'm rolling with my homies. <laughs> this is my guy. This is my guy. Nate, thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. All respect to Trent Green, but uh, this is a little flame and young cream brulee. <laughs> just a sandwich. There's no dish Mahomes can't serve. Any, is, anything you want. <laughs> is this a little more exciting for Chiefs fans? You think than than the Trent Green day? I mean, maybe just a little. Well, it's all frame of reference because for a while Trent Green was the coolest thing going, and then all of a sudden when Smith was getting you into the playoffs consistently, I felt like Smith was you know last year especially when Alex Smith was playing really well. But they weren't. But if there's no frame of reference. They now weren't, you're like whoa. They weren't Kansas City's guy. They were a retread, and even though they had great performances and they did very good jobs. The first time in my lifetime that the Chiefs invested in a quarterback to call their own in the first round is Patrick Mahomes. And And he's he's the star of the National Football League right now. He's repaying 34 years of angst (laughs) for a fan base. And it's it's amazing. Uh, He said something in a soundbite we played a little bit earlier. And and I want to get your guys' take on this because he was talking about how every time he, he goes through his progressions, somebody is open. That's something about this offense I'm sure you guys have seen when you watch. It is, it, it's rare. I mean, he threw in a triple coverage on a converging Tyree kill who went up and got it early in this game. But every time I watch Patrick Mahomes throw the ball, it seems like there's a guy with that's wide open. In some way, these guys are open. That's what I'm talking about, the situation that he walked into. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't walk into a situation with one guy to throw it to. I mean, there are so many different options. I mean, look at... Freaking Anthony Sausage Sherman getting in the mix now this year. There's been nine different receivers that have scored a touchdown for the Chiefs, and it's a credit to Mahomes to be able to work everyone in. And the beauty of that is when anyone can score at any given time, how could you stop that, especially with his God-given talent of his arm and being able to, you know, he was just talking about it, being able to scramble whenever he he needs to. He's been pretty smart, too, with 
for the most part, getting down. You know, when he does choose to scramble, he's got some football smarts and a lot of pieces to play with. And really, it's a blessing for Chiefs fans. Well, last week, I think, was kind of an example of why this whole the, the whole look of this offense and the situation he's been dropped into is just so incredible. Because you've got these rare talents that you can line up all over the field. But then you've got Andy Reid, who's, who's able to dial up fantastic plays to get the matchups he wants. And then all of these things are leading, they're leading to confusion and coverage busts even too. And that, that's what's so crazy about this is, you know, some of the reason that these guys are getting wide open is just because they're super talented. Some of it is because Andy Reid is dialing stuff up and you combine all that stuff together. And it just is like, it's, it's, there's a, a lot has to go wrong for this offense for them to fail. And that there's so many um, there's so many measures in here to to kind of you know protect other elements of this offense. It's amazing, and they don't show any sign of of it slowing down. I mean, I don't know what you do if you're a defense. I mean, you you get on you you get pressure on him. He gets rid of the ball quick. Last week, I saw this stat in the the coming out of the Pittsburgh game. Patrick Mahomes threw the six touchdown passes last week. Five of them were in two and a half seconds or less. That's yeah. that's incredible. I mean, five of them were in two and a half seconds or less. So you bring the pressure, and he reads it and and sees it and gets rid of the football. I mean, that's a red zone situation. He does it everywhere else on the field. All right, fine. You're going to sit back. Okay, these guys keep getting open like we're talking about. Yeah, there are multiple ways for him to beat you. And the thing that's good about Mahomes and what you're seeing, especially right now at an early uh, part of his career, is that he seems like the type of quarterback that if he had one of these guys, he'd be able to beat you on most Sundays. The fact that he is an all-star team working with him is only, uh, I think, compounding what he's able to do with the Chiefs. There's there's still some stuff he needs to work on, and this this today was actually a bigger indicator than the first two weeks, and we'll be writing about that on Arrowhead Pride. Shameless plug. But I do think, to your point, it the the hardest or the the best way to slow Patrick Mahomes in this offense down is to not let him throw the ball on time. And that's way harder, or it's easier said than done. It's Absolutely. way easier said than done because he gets he reads stuff so quick. He, yeah, and he's, he's, well, he's a savant at a young age. Well, and I think part of the part of that issue is you know they're so worried about him getting. Um, they're they're so defenses are worried about getting beat downfield, and they're worried about the the terrifying weapons that the Chiefs can stretch vertically with, and so you know playing soft coverage is part of the reason guys are so open. Like Sammy Watkins on that comeback that Patrick Mahomes sailed because he was so juiced is because they are playing soft coverage. So it's 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 going to take a lot to slow this thing down because at least one or two elements is always going to be working well. What happens when you do play? Look, I thought this was a good defense. Nobody expected Pittsburgh's defense to slow anybody down. The Chargers were so – they didn't have Bosa. Their, their secondary was starting, I think, two rookies – what happens when they actually do face guys that, like the Jacksonville game in a couple of weeks, that's the one everybody's pointing to. That's the real measuring stick. And if he's 15 of 31 for 174 yards, a touchdown, and two picks, it's not like, oh, God, this is the real guy. That's just what happens when Mahomes goes, Mahomes goes up against a stellar defense. I've heard this from a lot of different people um, in the last week, and the answer to stopping Mahomes might be, be the Jacksonville Jaguars, where you can get four, you can get pressure with four, and yeah. you have the talent in the back end of your defense to match up with all the weapons. Like I've heard that so many times in the last week, it's not even funny. So I mean, it, it might, the I, the answer might be just be talented. I mean, that's, be good, be good. <laughs> it's so funny how the NFL works because you you get into this thing and you don't know what teams are going to be able to do. And I looked at at 
um, at Denver and then coming back for Jacksonville. And, I, you know, when, when you were looking at these games earlier today, you're like, man, these are going to be some pretty tough teams. Then the Ravens beat the Broncos 27-14. to Then the Titans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6. to Like, to me, do you really expect Mahomes and the Chiefs to slow down against these teams now? I, I can't see it. Well, yeah, no, I I think the Jaguars is going to be the biggest test for them this season. If you look at if you look at what Patrick Mahomes did the last time he was in Denver with Anthony Sherman as his leading rusher, he went in and beat him. And the only reason that game was close was because Tyler Bray came in for two possessions and almost handed the game over. So uh, there's there shouldn't be much. I don't know. Next week I'm not playing this. devil's advocate here with the Jaguars, but Marcus Mariota today. I'm reading it right now. Went 12 for 18 for 100 yards, and they won nine six. Like. At this point, you, you're pretty confident going into that Jaguars game now, you would think, right? I'm still not. I think that was just an I, – I think that's an aberration. That that team and the pride that they'll play with – I mean, I, I could see the Jaguars kind of having a letdown let game because I think they were thinking Blaine Gabbert was going to be playing, you know? So I, I'm still worried about that Jaguars defense. I am not taking them for granted at all. Look what they did with Tom Brady last week. I mean, between Blaine Gabbert and Marcus Mariota – they went for 13, it went 13 to 21 for 83 yards. Am I reading this statistic right? I mean, that's what they did against Jacksonville. Is he going to do that? I, I, I mean, I don't know where you rank Mariota and Bortles. I'm sorry, uh, Mariota and Gabbert in I mean, comparison to Patrick Mahomes. You put them against the Chiefs defense, it's a little bit different than those two defenses, too. I mean, yeah. they're, they're pro- I mean, Blake Bortles is probably doing a lot more against the Chiefs than he probably was able to do against the Titans. What happened to the Jaguars today? I mean, the Titans aren't exactly a stellar defense. Could, it could be a letdown game from playing the Patriots last week. I mean, that's, that's the truth. That's, that's, that's feels, accurate. It feels like it's a letdown game. It really feels it. I mean, as you're looking at these scores across the league, the only other undefeated team in the AFC is the Miami Dolphins. And I'm not trying to say that the Dolphins aren't a competitor for the Chiefs, but at this stage of the game, wouldn't you say kind of accurately it's the Chiefs and everybody else at this point? No one's counting out Tom Brady. I mean, you can't count out Tom Brady. You shouldn't. You I can. mean, and, and you never know. I mean, there, there's still there's still some good teams out there on the AFC side. I think still. tomorrow is a huge gut check night for the Steelers. Right. I mean, who the hell? I mean, that team is disintegrating the Le'Veon Bell situation. Antonio Brown wasn't there twice. Last time we saw Antonio Brown, he was yelling at his coordinator on the sideline. You know, Mike Tomlin doesn't take any guff. That, that, that like tomorrow's a gut check night for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are listening for trades on Le'Veon Bell at this point too. That right. came out today from Adam Schefter. So I mean, that place is that place is a mess. If they get figured out, they have they might have enough to kind of to hang with the Chiefs maybe next time. But um, they yeah. still don't have any answers on defense out there. I don't. It it seems. So, I mean, we're all drunk on Mahomes right now in Kansas City. <laughs> this this town is drunk on Bush Light and Patrick Mahomes right now. But, <laughs> and, and, and I know it seems like we keep throwing and all the calls we're taking and people are just, you know, rolling with Mahomes and everything that we got going on and there's not a dish he can't serve. I love that. <laughs> I just love that. And it seems like you got to, you, you want to say pump the brakes, but, and because they did it last year, they were 5-0 and last year and they did it. But when you look around the AFC, Jacksonville had a clunker today. A lot of teams had clunkers. Do we have a final on the Minnesota uh, Buffalo game? Anybody see that one? Is it twenty six seven? I Does that sound right. Twenty seven to six. Twenty seven to six. Buffalo goes to Minnesota and wins. The league always has landmines everywhere. Jacksonville's landmine was today. They did not expect that. Minnesota's was today. 
other teams have those landmines. I know exactly what you guys are saying, but like to me, and Mahomes obviously, he, he was here last year. He wasn't playing, but the Chiefs have been here now the past few years where they've been right on the edge, and then they get surprised in the playoffs. At least the coaching staff has things to point to, tangible things to point to, and says, hey, don't get content, especially when you get towards the end of the year here. Oh, you're up at 18 points at halftime, Mahomes. Don't get content. Step on there. You know, there are things you can point to and games you can point to that happened here in Kansas City in recent years where you say, look, you think you're good now, but this thing can be over in a flash. And then to me, that'll keep them going and that'll keep them pushing and and that'll that'll drive them to, to, to make sure they're not just counting their chickens before they hash and pushing out to try to win every single week. And the Chiefs only scored three points in the second half. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was a perfect performance, and there was probably some stuff that, that people can take from the, from the second half and say, okay, these are the things that we need to do to slow down Mahomes. And even the first quarter, too. If I they, mean, there was, there was, there was, Pat, Pat had some issues in the first quarter. It was not a pretty, it was his worst quarter as the starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. And as crazy as we're getting, and the, you hear the callers and things like that, the one good thing about Andy Reid that you always hear is he, pushes the team to either not get high or too low. Things are never as good or as bad as you think. And that is so key right now because you look at this, you look at what's on Twitter, you look at uh, probably what's going to be in the newspaper tomorrow. 13 touchdowns, no interception, or no interceptions, no quarterback has ever done this in the history of the game, blowing it up. This kid's 23 years old. You need someone like Andy Reid who's been here for 20 years to tell him, hey, it's great, but you haven't done anything yet. Unless you win a Super Bowl, no one cares. I mean, think about that Patriots team who went 18-0. No one cares. you got to win the championship. And right now, what is it? It's September 23rd. we got a long way to go. 576-7610. If you're on hold, Terrence and Waldo Joe, Waldo Joe and everybody else will get to you coming up next. Also, more from head coach Andy Reid. Chiefs over the San Francisco 49ers, 38-27. Patrick Mahomes, three more touchdown passes. We'll get to everybody on hold next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, two-the-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. Arrowheadpride.com. Happy Sunday. Chiefs win. They uh, top the San Francisco 49ers 38-27. Your final score at Arrowhead Stadium. It is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show with arrowheadpride.com's Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson. I'm Mike Wickett. We want to hear from you at 576-7610. Let's talk to Terrence in Kansas City. Terrence, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, I was just calling to remind everybody that we've been through this before. We see the offense sucks. So why are we getting excited? The offense I doesn't. Mean, the offense doesn't suck. I mean, I'm sorry, you're right. The defense sucks. We've been through this before. We're going to come up against a Hall of Fame quarterback in the playoffs, and we're going to get riddled. So, no, so, so, so Ter- Terrence, are you? Let me ask you this: Are you a Chiefs fan? Yes. Are you at all excited, or is this just? Ah, why the hell are we playing the season in your mind? Pretty much until we get the defense right. <laughs> all right. I will bet you there is a strong contingent of Chiefs fans that feel exactly the same way. But I hope you're having fun, Terrence, because you have the darling boy of the NFL. He is the guy that 
NFL Network and ESPN and Fox Sports are talking about. He's going to be one of the lead stories on SportsCenter and PTI and all those shows. Enjoy it, man. Try to have some fun. <laughs> Five seven six seven six ten. Mr. Holmes, you're on a 610 Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. How you doing, man? I, I listen to you guys. I like the show. Love Thank it. you. Appreciate it. Um, What I like to say is yeah, a lot of people call him my homie. I call him Drone Mahomes. Drone Mahomes. He's like a military drone that is really deadly and hits you from anywhere. <laughs> He's a, a backbreaker. Let me, ask you th- let me ask you this, Mr. Holmes. What do you say to Terrence who just called and said it doesn't matter? You know what? Everybody's entitled to their opinion. It does matter because we never had a quarterback to this caliber right now. I know he's young. He has a lot of potential, but the way he throws the ball and how smart he is, I'm I'm extremely confident I'm going up against other teams with the good offenses. Hey, appreciate the phone call, man. You have yourself a great rest of your weekend. I, I know there are people that are going to agree with Terrence, but can't you just enjoy this, man? Like, can't you as, I mean, Kent, you, you're a lifelong Chiefs fan. You, I, I mean, can't you enjoy this? I don't really, I, I don't really care what the defense does. <laughs> <laughs> the, look, the, the Kansas City Chiefs offense have scored thirty-eight points today, and their per-game average for the season went down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, the defense has issues. There's nowhere to go but up with that side of the ball, and if they get any semblance of growth on that side of the football, then this team has a chance to do whatever they want to do. And that includes making a run at Tom Brady in, you know, maybe it's at Arrowhead if you're not careful because this team's 13-0. They got a game up on everybody except for the Miami Dolphins. So who knows? Yeah, I understand where the concerns are, and I think that I would be a little bit more in agreement if it were November or December and you were getting down to the nitty-gritty of it where you have the 12-team tournament with some of the better teams in the league, it's hard for me right now to be concerned because they're winning anyway, and it's out of control just how good Patrick Mahomes can be or or, or is. And I, I just – it's such a brand of football that Kansas City hasn't really ever seen. So there is an aspect where I agree, like, you have to just enjoy a little bit of it. One of the things that coaches talk about is, like, you're going to have issues. You're going to have a lot of things that you need to be fixed every single week, but you hope it happens after a win. You know, and and the Chiefs, they have their issues, but they're 3 and 0 still. And if there's one guy who won't ever celebrate about how good they're doing, it's Andy Reid. So you have the right coach for this situation. He doesn't even he, you ask him you're like, you know, damn, Pat Mahomes was pretty good this this week, coach. Yeah, well, uh, we uh, got to take a look at the film. We got yeah. things to look at. He did some but things. you know what? At the same time, you got to appreciate that because if he's constantly finding a new way for him to get better, he's only going to make Mahomes get closer to that. I think we're in conversation for one of the better quarterbacks of all time, which is wild <laughs> to talk about, which is wild to talk about. But it's the signs are there. Andy Reid is not complacent, and he, of all people, is probably one of the least complacent people in the history of football because he doesn't have a ring yet. So if you think he's letting anybody slide, his his clock's ticking. He's oh sure his career is nearing an end. This, I don't know. I don't know about that. Have you ever seen the K State head coach by chance? <laughs> you are it's allowed true. to coach. You're allowed to coach until you're 115. I'm pretty sure that like if if uh, Andy Reid stayed coaching till as long as Bill Snyder, then he'd start calling him ORPs instead of RPOs because like he would just be kind of lucid at some point. That, hey, was, uh, that was a solid dad joke. By the you. way. 
I'm getting good at this. <laughs> Puns and dad jokes. That's just my brand. Uh, real quick note. We talked about if you're just joining us, we're going to go right back to the phones. Marcus Peters was taken off the field on a cart. Couldn't put any weight. It could be a calf. It could be an Achilles. Akib Talib just went to the locker room. He is, so now both sides of that secondary uh, for you're, the Chargers. You're, you're really, the Rams, excuse me, the Rams. You're really just wondering at this point, is there going to be any NFL players left by the end of the season with all these injuries today? Guys, Jimmy G, Richard Sherman, D. Ford. But not Patrick Mahomes. Thank God. Thank, thank goodness. Wrap, <laughs> put him in bubble wrap for six days till we go to Denver. Crazy. Doan and Paola, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Doan? Hey, uh, how are you guys doing? All right. Hey, I, I, I expect Eric Berry to show up probably for the first playoff game. So you don't you don't think we'll see Eric Berry till January? Playoffs? I just want him to play a game. Playoffs? <laughs> well, I just did her, but... I'm upset. I don't even hear anybody even guessing about Daniel Sorensen anymore. Daniel Sorensen. Yeah, Sorensen, the Chiefs have said he'll be back in this, for the second half of the year. So right now he's on IR. He'll probably be designated to return at some point. But, yes, you're correct. Uh, not a lot of talk about the safeties that should have been here at this point. Nobody ever really talked about Daniel, but he, he's he got a spark to him, I think. He, he, he makes the interceptions. He pries the ball loose, makes the fumbles. And he does something I don't see anybody on our field now can do, and that's he can do a blitz and drop a quarterback in the backfield. But and I think a lot of that has to do with our defensive coordinator. A lot of people go after Bob Sutton every week, man. You're you're, you're just getting in line, don't. The, the, the pure lack well, of Bob's activity in this city. <laughs> well, in fact, run out. Well, what is his contract? I mean, look, I know the uh, the NFL is an offensive-driven league, but the stat you gave today, Pete, on the pregame show was the stat of the day. The Chiefs are last in total yards given up, and there were two teams that played three games because the Browns and Jets played on Thursday. Like, that was the stat of the day. Yeah, that wasn't good. That was not a good one. Heading into this week with two teams already played, Three games. <laughs> they had the most yards given up in the NFL going into this game. I don't know. We don't have updated stats right now. Hey, how, we'll how much better is this team with Sorensen and Barry? Mm. If they are both playing and healthy, how much better is this team? Eric Barry is the, the X factor there, potentially. I'm not that high on, on Dan Sorensen. I don't really see his value um, as much as other people do. I think the agreed-upon thought, especially as we were evaluating the Chiefs heading into the season, was that it was good that Eric Berry was going to be back and healthy in the lineup because then Daniel Sorensen could get back to doing what Daniel Sorensen does, which is a good role player right. uh, at the safety position. All of a sudden, he became the starter, and then he was gone. Right. And, and then now you're at, like, the bottom of the barrel. Like, this is what, you know, there's almost, there's, like, you're at, you have your mixed drink, and there's just some of that old liquor all the way at the bottom, and it's nasty, and you just have to gulp it down. That's the Chiefs. That's what the Chiefs are down to at safety. Yeah, I, uh... Hard pass on a shot of Ron Parker. That's all I got to say. <laughs> hey, don't. Appreciate the phone call, man. Don't be a stranger. Uh, let's talk to Bruce in Independence. What's up, Bruce? Not much. Uh, I've been cutting the grass after the game, so I didn't know if you guys touched this. But do you feel like that the coach goes into like more of a conservative approach with the second half? Because they talked to him. He said, you know, hammer down, all this stuff, and then the first two plays are run. I think a lot of football coaches, when they're up 35-10, to 10, tend to go conservative. It's the way of the National Football League. 
And I think the other thing, too, it's hard to get a bunch of guys, a bunch of millionaire athletes up. I know this sounds bad to say, but I think, like, when you're up 35-10, you have this in the back of your mind. You're like, we have this one. We And, and the, that combined with a conservative approach, either from Andy or from Sutton, it, it looks like they don't care in the second half. I, I have a theory that I've never really done extensive research on. But I love these. Yeah, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Why not? <laughs> I've always looked at Andy Reid. I mean, it'd be tough to figure out because you don't really know what he's calling, but I've always looked at Andy Reid and, like, you know how, you know, you're a crazy old uncle who has his collection of magazines or your cousin, he collects coins. To me, that's plays for Andy Reid. If Andy Reid has a comfortable lead heading into the second half, he wants to keep those babies away. You know, I don't think he wants to show them off quite yet because then he could use those type of ideas and things for the next game. You know, to me, the Chiefs do have a tendency, at least it feels like this. Again, this is just, I'm throwing it out there. I don't have the data to back, but it, it seems like there is a tendency of feeling always when the Chiefs have a good lead heading into the second half. They do take, tend to take their the pressure off. And I, I just want to see something different with that, with the change of the guard in Mahomes. Mahomes is good enough where you could go into that third quarter and say not only... Do we have the lead? We're going to add 14 points to this. And then you're demoralized by the fourth quarter, and that's when you bring Chad Henney in, baby, <laughs> and, and, you, and you just ride that win home. And because by that point, the, team, the other team won't be able to come back. I, I need to go back and watch a little bit more. I didn't hate the play calling in the second half. And if you remember, the reason that that, that drive to start the second half stalled is because of everyone's favorite whipping boy, Demetrius Harris. That's my guy. Dropping a third down. His name's Demetrius Football, by the way. Um, no, it's not. It's Drop Demetrius Harris. Actually, ah! hey yo, uh, dad jokes flowing. Hey that, but I mean that they had a good drive going. They were around the fifty yard line. They were Demetrius heading in. does himself no favors when it comes to the stigma that he drops passes because all of a sudden you'll get a play every once in a while where he just reinforces it and now you're drop pass guy and you, that's just what he is. You don't remember the three he caught before that? He which, catches some absurd. <laughs> Hard to catch passes, and then the the ones that should just, you know, hit him right in the hands, he tends to drop. Bruce, thanks for your phone call, man. We appreciate it. Devin and Raymore, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Devin. Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry about that. You're all good. Hey, uh, I have two things. My first is kind of a response to the negative Nancy that called in about three or four people ago. Uh, I was walking into the game, and I overheard BJ Kissel. I'm sure more will come out on it, but... When when our when we're within seven points, our defense is giving up two point seven yards per carry, ranking third in the NFL. So I mean, that's comforting, you know. And it's been like that since Andy's got here or Sutton's got here. When it's when it's down towards the wire, you know they've been they've been they've been they don't they don't normally break. And uh, the other thing is, I'm going to admit, I love Alex Smith, but I was blinded by the manager, the game manager that he is. Uh, Mahomes is awesome. This is a lot of fun, and and it's just a whole new experience. Devin, thanks, man. Devin, went, Devin, some, Devin, without words at the, at the end, <laughs> he went with some deep stats on you. By the way, some deep state stats on you. And I, I think the optic, I, I to to his to his point, I, I'm not saying the defense is good. I do think the optics of the defense are a little worse than the realities. And some of it's situational. And some of I mean, the Chiefs had, I think they gave up a little over 30 yards rushing in the first half. And then they gave up a, a lot in the second half. But you want them running the ball in that situation. Let them run out the clock. You're up 25 points. There are just so many nightmares, though, with this team. Like, whenever I, I hear the, the premise of, 
running at the clock when it comes to the Chiefs. I think back to the 13 playoff game. You know, I, I just want that mentality to be, you know, in instilled in the Chiefs. You have a lead. You're good enough to run this game out. Be like Belichick. Run the score up and and win a game definitively. Like get to seventy. When is, when, or when is there going to be a game when the Chiefs just blow out another team and they're just because you had that today? There was that little like ten minute stretch where you said to yourself, as a Chiefs fan, you know what? Are the Forty ers about to make this a game? Yeah, I want to see one of these teams that comes into Arrowhead Stadium or if the Chiefs visit on the road and they say, you know what? We're not only good, we're damn good, and we ain't giving you a shot in hell to win this game. We haven't seen that yet. Even, you know, Garoppolo, by the way, torn ACL. He'll have an MRI on Monday, but uh, Sports Center putting out torn ACL for Jimmy Garoppolo. Even after he threw that or, or made that, that run where he stepped, popped his ACL, and then got clocked by Nelson, even after that, when they threw that touchdown pass, when the backup quarterback came in and threw that touchdown pass, you could hear, and we're 15 miles away from Arrowhead, you could hear the air come out of Arrowhead Stadium. At a, for a game, they were up 35-10. Luckily, it got called back on a very questionable pass interference penalty. But, yeah, I mean, you you still, at that moment, you're like, really? This is a 35-10 game. And that won't change until the Chiefs finally break through and get to an AFC title game and or have sustained success over a few years where you finally become that team. There's always going to be that thought in your mind can we lose this football game? And it could be you can be up as much as 18, 24 points. I think the city of Kansas City is programmed to expect the other shoe to drop eventually. And I mean, with Patrick Mahomes, like he is I mean, he he's done so many things, but even even today I had a I had a gut feeling that he was gonna throw a pick on one of his drives just because it kind of just felt like I, I'm programmed to expect some of these things, mm-hmm. right? And it's just it's a it's it's, <laughs> it's like, demons that we're fighting off like is it's just battling through some it's the some, history of Chiefs football uh, being a Chiefs fan your whole life <laughs> that yeah and like sometimes you're just like man are things going too well right now like, yes. things are going really well in my life like what's good about to happen I think you just have that naturally as a Chiefs fan just because of that past of uh, you know there's the field goal game there's the forward progress game you know there's the Colt you there's know the there's just been so ten game you've been jaded so many times. <laughs> going to take a few times when you're like okay we're a legit competitor we, we're getting the afc title games we're getting to super bowls and that's going to have to happen for a few years before you get like, used to this success let's go to uh, the phones and talk to bailey next up on 610 sports radio what's up bailey hey how's it going guys all right uh i just want to say that arrowhead was rocking today and the prince of kansas city just continues to blow my mind on the stuff that he can do bailey how loud was it when they introed patrick before the game and he came running out under the Chiefs sign it was insane i was just like it was just like we were trying to stop a third down of how the crowd was roaring it was awesome i mean I, i saw some video and thanks for the phone call man appreciate it i saw some videos and and like you know people on youtube and and put them up from their phones not great audio quality generally, but it was just <laughs> just people going nuts. Like you could you couldn't understand it. I love when people like record those kind of moments, but it was so loud. Like Bailey was saying, it it it, it was it was craziness because the fan base, other than Terrence who called earlier, the fan base is just jacked for this kid. And it, I called this game because they went two and zero on the road. I called this game. Probably the most important regular season game at Arrowhead Stadium. Carrington also said this the other day. Since that Monday night game where the Chiefs beat the Patriots and broke the noise record and things like that. Because not only did you finally draft a kid that was your own. Not only is he playing better than any quarterback ever has uh, to start a season in history now through two and three games. 
but you weren't sure that they were going to be able to go to L.A. and Pittsburgh and win, and they were coming back 2-0. and and now you have this kid, and he's never lost. He still has never lost. Even through today, he's 4-0. Like, oh, to me, it's just, it's it couldn't at this point, and, and again, Ken, I think this is why you get a little bit scared. It couldn't really offensively be going any possibly better right now. Right. And I, I will add another piece to this. I think you, think you can tell how... Um, how Mahomes responded to that to 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 Kansas City's cheer for him because you saw how jittery he was early and how anxious and how how much he wanted to make a play he overthrew Sammy Watkins on an easy comeback he's hit several times already this year because he was so amped to do to to be this guy he wants to when, be this guy when, for this city I mean and you and when you hear how he gets amped he gets a little bit more muppety that's the most muppety we've heard him. <laughs> After a game, I didn't think he yeah. could throw a faster fastball than what we saw. To, like and and like you said, he just ball was it sails. It, it's just it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, and he feeds off of that. Derek, it was listening to us in Charlotte. You're on six ten Sports Radio. What's up, Derek? Oh man, what's going on, guys? How you doing today? Um, I'm doing excellent. Just just moved to. Well, I've been in Charlotte for three years now. Born and raised in Kansas City. And I'm raising four Chief fans. And I, I, I tell my eldest son, and, and this is not too crazy to say this, man, because the kid is only 23 years old. But if he keeps playing like this, I know there's only one statue outside of Arrowhead, but he will eventually have a statue of, of, of this kid outside of Arrowhead. I've never seen a quarterback like this, not only in Kansas City, but if, if, if you think back in quarterback history, think about quarterbacks that he – he reminds you of people always see Brett Favre, Dan Marino with the arm. There's not a lot of quarterbacks you can compare this kid to, you know? No, there, and, uh, there, there I, is. I, I, I just I also, before I got, I just wanted to share like four positive points about this defense so that people can. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Four, four positive points <laughs> about the defense. You talk about Mahomes' records. This is going to set a new record for today. <laughs> I got, I got four. I was, I, I'm, I was able to pull four up, but this is provides some optimism. First of all, you have maybe four or five new starters on this uh, defense, and, and you know, even though the guys play together during preseason and camp, there's still a little period where they, you know, need to adjust to each other. Obviously, the second positive point is, you know, the captain will be back soon, which means that they'll be able to open up their defensive playbook. The third positive thing is people are riding, you know, sudden. But the uh, truth is he's doing the best he can with the uh, talent that he has. His philosophy is we are going to play zone, keep everything in front of us, because if I risk uh, rushing at least four guys, we are going to get burned. And then you're going to see a lot of back-and-forth games where teams are really going to try to keep going back-and-forth with us. The uh, positive thing is it eats. It eats up the clock. If they keep everything in front of them, the team may end up scoring, but they've also taken off two to four minutes off of the clock. So, uh, and the fourth positive thing is, I like how these four have started this season, but I, I really feel good about about Tano Passigno. He is a freak of nature, tall, long guy, and he's a very good pass rusher. And I think he's going to have an opportunity to show, you know, what he can do. So, there you go. Some Mark it down. About Some serious bobsativity from Charlotte. <laughs> we appreciate the phone call, Derek. Had to go all the way to the East Coast <laughs> to find some bobsativity. <laughs>
Yeah, I was. And by the way, during the uh, during the last break, I pulled up all the quarterbacks taken because everybody will compare that draft class and all the quarterbacks taken in 2017, and it was Trubisky, and then it was Mahomes, and then it was Deshaun Watson. Those are your three first rounders, and then it was Deshaun Kaiser, who's a backup in Green Bay, and then it was someone I've never heard of named Davis Webb, who I I don't got I, cut by the Giants already. Oh my lord! Uh, he, he, it, he was the one who broke Eli's. Multiple year streak because that weird thing last year. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, is that the guy? Yes. That okay. Was He's with the Jets now, apparently. Something like that, yeah. Practice uh, squad. <laughs> uh, C.J. Beathard, who we saw come in today for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo as a third-round pick. Great touchdown that didn't count. Uh, Josh Dobbs. Nate Peterman. Sucks. <laughs> Uh, is Brad Kaya, is he the quarterback? Brad Kaya, I'm not even sure Kaya. he's in the league anymore. Uh, and uh, Chad Kelly. Brad Kaya. That's your quarterback class out of 2017. And Chiefs fans, you got the best one. Yes. You got the best one as of right now. I mean, Deshaun Watson looked great for four weeks last year. We Still, the jury is still out. But that's going to be the comparison. It'll be uh, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Look, Trubisky sucks. It'll All be, right, have it'll, you watched Trubisky play? It'll be those three. Trubisky has. <laughs> Trubisky sure. sucks. Wow. All right. He reminds me of Chad Pennington. All right. Wow. I mean, he has zero arm strength whatsoever. I think it's a little early uh, to call. I Not not that Mahomes is. I think it's pretty clear. I think Mahomes is going to be the most uh, talented. I, I, don't know, I don't know if you could call it after this little amount of games but it seems at least that way but to say trubisky is chad pennington through four games i man, mean that is low chad pennington had a decent had a career i know I but just, for all for, for a for you trading it, up for a number two yeah. chad pennington i mean if you watch trubisky try to throw a deep ball it's like watching chad pennington or alex smith try oh, to wow. throw a deep ball man Ooh. There's some Alex Mike. Smith. There's a lot of Alex Smith right. in Mitch Trubisky. You moved up and spent picks to get to number two Chicago to get the new Alex Smith. Mike, I didn't know you were hiding daggers under the table and saving them up. <laughs> it's not just for all five forty down the hall. E- on a Sunday evening, <laughs> week three. We're supposed to be feeling good about a three and O team. Let's go to uh, Ryan in Roland Park. Ryan, you're on six ten Sports Radio. Hi, how you doing? All right, good. You know, to me, there's a cancer in uh, the Chiefs. And it starts with their defense. It starts with Andy Reid praising Sutton last week. And the biggest damn fool on the whole defense is that loser, um, Justin Houston. I mean, he was stating today that, oh, we got to just tweak a couple things and we'll be just fine. See, it's that loser's mentality that he has from the old guard with the defense. And that's why we're going to be struggling. That's why we're really going to be stressing on a lot of stuff. So just to make hey, sure. Can I have uh, three wait, wait. empty cups, please? Yeah, three, three empty ones. Ryan, so what you're what you're saying is, is you call Justin Houston in that in that little bit there a cancer, a damn fool, and a loser twice. Yeah, that was very perceptive of you. Yeah, because I wrote it down. To, after the game, listen after the game, what he was saying. Oh, we got to tweak some stuff. Listen to him. He he listen he he answers the questions before anybody even finishes them, and he spews crap like. Oh, we got to just tweak a couple things, or and the thing is about it—he's loafing on the backside on about six plays. I saw him today loafing on the backside, and we need people that will go 100% all the time, especially on that defense, because the other players are watching him. And Nelson—he is—he needs to be waived right now. Well, he you can't. Who do you want? Tackle. Okay, hang on. He's arguing—he's he's arguably wow. your second best defensive back. All right, if you waive Nelson. <laughs> 
Then Skandrick is your two, and then what? And then what do you do? Seriously, Nelson can't. It's obviously that you guys don't have a trained eye, and neither do I. But the thing is, what I can't see is the fact that he cannot wrap up. We need to get rid of these people that cannot tackle and are going to loaf. I mean, that's just the way it is. We're going to give up 35 points anyway. All right, well, okay. You're not going to just release, cut, and get rid of Nelson or Justin Houston, the cancer damn fool double loser like you called him. I mean, that's a call full of fire right there. Cut the defense. <laughs> I mean, I, I can, Pat, can Pat Mahomes rush the passer? <laughs> Can we just can probably, we just get eleven better, on eleven? Probably oh. better than Justin Houston. He's a damn fool, cancer, two time loser. Two out of three of your biggest cap hits right now are Justin Houston. Obviously, the fan base mm. isn't thrilled with what he's what uh, oh. he's putting out there, and Eric Berry, who hasn't been on the field all year. I think without the name calling and the and the pure fire out of Ryan, there are some good points in the conversation to be had about what you're getting out of Justin Houston. There is. I mean, t- to be fair, um, to to that guy's point. Justin Houston has not been impressive this year, and I do think there's some effort issues. I think he's been wildly inconsistent. I don't think he has been what we expect of him, even even from a health perspective. Just attitude and, and the way he's played has not been typical Justin Houston. And it's a shame, too, because in training camp, he went out of his way to almost announce, I'm finally healthy. I was on one foot before. Right. I feel great. I feel like I did in 2014. In 2014, Justin, you were a monster. You were an absolute monster. You were a play people, away from breaking the sack record. Opposing offenses needed to know where you were at all times. And now people would like to know where you are at all times. <laughs> right. It's the exact opposite. Right. Ryan, appreciate the phone call, man. Got time for two more before we get out of here. Tim and Shawnee, thanks for calling, bud. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, how you doing, fellas? All right, all right. All right, good. Hey, um, you know, just quick about Justin Houston real quick. You know, I, I thought today that play where that running back, I believe they drew a uh, screen out to him, maybe it was the tight end, where he pulled up short when Justin Houston got that cut block and came up, you know, and he pulled up on an injury. I think a lot of that has to say, you know, I think that has to say a lot about Justin Houston, the fact that just his presence alone has guys pulling up short. You know, obviously he hasn't been getting done what we'd like to see him get done under the contract, but – you know, I really do think he still sets a great presence. And then, um, you know, two more things. One thing, you know, I was born in 1994. I was out there at the game today. To be able to see Patrick Mahomes come out, you know, the first quarterback we drafted in the first round since 1983, God, what an, what an amazing thing. We couldn't even hear his name. He called out over the loudspeakers today. The crowd was just all about it. And I, I think, obviously, that had something to do with some of the overthrows he had today. But, man, just to see that was incredible. But, you know, the, the one point I really wanted to make here today was, you know, I think Bob Sutton, a lot of what he's been doing this with this defense so far is, you know, we've been getting the early leads. And he's just basically letting them take anything they want, you know, seven, ten yards down the field, just saying, hey, if you want to throw it, throw it. You know, you want to take those yards, take those yards. We'll let you eat that clock. You know, maybe the games won't end with the prettiest score you've ever seen in the, in the league. You know, maybe we'll end up on the bottom tier as it comes, you know, defensive scoring-wise. But, I mean, we're, we're winning games, you know. We're letting them run clock. I, I really don't have a problem with it. You know, to see it, it, it really doesn't bother me at all. I just want to know, you know, what, what, what do you guys feel about that? So- there, I, and, Tim, I want to cut you off because we want to get another call in real quick. That's the conversation that, that is going to go on all year is can you win games this way, Pete? 
it just remains to be seen. I, I think you can. You can win. I, I, but you, go to, you get to the playoffs, and it's always about the defense. It's always about the defense. If you don't have a good defense when you're down to the final 12 teams, it's really, really hard. I, I tell Chiefs fans all of this all the time. It's really, really hard to make the playoffs in the National Football League. To do it as consistently as Andy Reid does is very impressive. But when you get down to it, you need your defense to be at least capable of keeping you in a game at all times. And I don't see that right now. Again, we're in week four now. We're going to be in week four. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of time. But if we're still feeling the same way in November or December, I'm going to feel not that great, even if you are able to make the playoffs. The Chiefs played three really good offenses, too. Let's not forget that. This is another piece of this. They're they're going to improve. They're going to play better. But they've played three very difficult, probably the three biggest challenges of any team in the National Football League for their first three weeks on offense. This next game for Mahomes and this Chiefs team will be the biggest test so far. Absolutely. They're going to face Von Miller and that defense. Not the defense it was when it won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but still a good front. Mahomes hasn't seen this good of a front yet. It's a road game. It's Denver. It's the offense that they're facing won't nearly be as good as the ones they've already seen, but it'll be the challenge on the other side of the ball. Uh, Tim, appreciate the call, man. And that's the fight from now until they get to January if they make the playoffs this year. And I think I saw a stat, 72% of the teams that start off 3-0 and make it to the, the NFL playoffs. Hey, Brian, you get the final word on today's show, man. You're on uh, 610 Sports Radio. Uh, thanks for taking me. Uh, well, one thing I got to say is that to start off with the first three games, is we've gone 3 and out on defense. We start off with the lead. And that's the biggest thing I have to say. Um, when we can't stop them and get, when we play from, a, from behind, I want to see what we do. I mean, I, I I don't know. Do you think that's going to matter if if the if let's say they you know if the, if the today they deferred and what what if a team goes down the field and scores? You, that's what you you're worried about, Brian? Yeah, because I mean we've always we've been either zero or ahead. If our defense can't, our defense will stop them on all three games, three and out on the first first drive. Well, they they haven't had to play from behind, correct? Have they they haven't have they been behind yet? They weren't behind. Were they behind in San Diego? I think they might have been behind in San Diego for like a little bit. We keep saying San Diego, but it's LA. Los Angeles. I know. Well, they couldn't be behind in San Diego because they weren't in San Diego. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, at some point, they're going to be behind, and it'll be huge. Will they? Will they, yeah, Mike? Yeah. Pat Mahomes <laughs> will have a bad game, and the Chiefs will at some point over the next 13 games, they will trail. Maybe. Can't I, wait, I can't wait for you to eat those words. <laughs> Come week 17. <laughs> Wicket, you were way off. They didn't lose. That's only because Chad Haney was playing. Right. And they had already locked up the one seed because they were 15 right. and 0. You know? Yeah. I mean, right. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, guys, coming up next, it will be Denver. We won't talk until uh, the Monday night game. Big test, though, for this squad. Big test for this squad. I think anytime you have a division game, you saw the Chargers week one. It raises implications uh, even in situations where you get towards the end of the year and one team maybe doesn't have a great record and another one does. There's still always that uh, extra incentive to win that football game against your division rival. And this is going to be great because the world is going to be watching. It'll be Monday night. It's a big spotlight for the defense. Mahomes will be on display. It's the only game going. So it'll be that extra, uh, I think, emphasis on what, what Mahomes is. I mean, 
He only continued that narrative today with the 13 touchdowns. It's the record through three games. I'm sure we're going to hear about the four-game record. I, I don't know. I, if he keeps breaking it every game, we're going to have to just hear about the next record. <laughs> I've never heard of this record so much in my life. I don't know, and I don't even know. I'm okay the, with this, I don't by even the know way. what the four-game record <laughs> is, but I'm sure we'll hear about it, and it should be fun. And, and again, it's a, you're right. It's a big test. Playing in Denver is always hard. They always come rocking, and they're going to want to beat the Chiefs. Like every team now, as you get more and more wins this season, they're going to be the they're they're going to be the team. The next team is going to be the team that wants to knock off Patrick Mahomes. You're going to you're going to have that added pressure. Surprisingly, it's a four game sample size for Patrick Mahomes' career, and he's got some familiarity with with his opponent on Monday night, which is really interesting. This is a this is a, the second time he's going to go into Mile High and play the Denver Broncos defense. Does that game do anything for this? Now that Denver has had a look, a real-life look at Patrick Mahomes, or is that Week 17 of last year completely useless? I think it's better than not having it, but is it – this to me – last year it was Alex Smith's playbook changed a little bit for Patrick Mahomes. This year it's it's an entire different playbook built around Patrick Mahomes, so that makes a huge difference. Last year it was Anthony Sherman, Demetrius Harris, uh, Demarcus Robinson, and Albert Wilson. This year it's Travis Kelsey – Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, okay. and Kareem Hunt. Okay, first of all, Albert Wilson had two touchdowns today, <laughs> and Sherman is just Adam. He he has, a, I feel like, a play a game where you go, "Wow, Anthony Sherman can really play football, can he?" Yeah, <laughs> but he shouldn't be your leading rusher, Pete. I know, I know, I understand that. <laughs> so going into that one, uh, final takeaways, guys. Got about a two minutes here left before we get out of here, and uh, we move on with the rest of our Sunday and start really turning the page and getting to Denver. You know, the biggest things. What did you learn today? We always close the show with that. What did you learn today? A few things that you saw and you learned out of this win. I think every game that Patrick Mahomes continues to perform starts to solidify that this is the real deal. Because there are flukes in professional sports. I mean, look at RG3 for a year. We thought he was the next big thing, and then his his career kind of teetered off from that. I mean, you have to look at everything in perspective. So every game that Patrick Mahomes continues to do plays like he had today, the four-yard touchdown pass in the back right of the end zone, to me, is proving that he is legitimate. By the way, on that four-yard touchdown pass, quick plug, follow me on Twitter, at Mike Wickett. The crazy graphic of watching the next-gen stats of like dots follow each other around of watching where Mahomes was and runs. I just retweeted it. Somebody who's a lot smarter than I did put that together. It's crazy. And it'll be all <laughs> over the Twitterverse. But you can retweet it from Arrowhead Pride, which probably has a million times more uh, followers than I do. But I, I digress. But, yes, yeah, so that's what I learned about Patrick Mahomes, and he continues to prove that he is that talented. And then from a defensive standpoint, as you are high about the Chiefs and Mahomes, what I think instead of working towards a good defense, you're not going to have a good defense this year, but if you can work <laughs> – <laughs> to an average defense where they can keep you in the games and you don't have to worry after you score 38 damn points about the team coming back into it. I think if you can, if the Bob Sutton and the personnel and you get a few players back and get it to average, I think your offense is good enough to do some damage in the playoffs. So to me, is work towards average. You're not going to be great this year on defense. I'm okay with them playing for average. Uh, one quick note about the defense. Maddie Lane at Chief in Carolina mentioned. Quarters one, two, and four, the Chiefs gave up 13 points, gave up 14 in the third quarter. There's still some indicators that this defense can make some growth and development or some improvements. Um, I'm worried about the pass rush. I've been, we've been kind of ripping Justin Houston today. Uh, he's still, the funny thing is the, the day that he gets a sack is the day that we're being critical of right. Justin Houston. Hopefully that they can generate some, some pass rush here moving forward if D Ford's injured. Here's your stat of the day. The Niners outgained the Kansas City Chiefs today. It was 406 to 384. The yeah, Niners now outgained the Chiefs today. Yeah, but what did they? Did they outgain them in points, Mike? No, they did no, not. No, they didn't.
Thanks, no, guys. Appreciate it. Check out all their work at arrowheadpride.com all this week. You'll hear them throughout the week here on 610 Sports Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to our whole staff down at Arrowhead uh, Stadium. Thanks to Chris as well. For Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, I'm Mike Wicked. Chiefs win 3-0. We'll talk to you next Monday night. This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.